Live from various points across the world, it's the Late Night Grin with your host, Joel Holbert, the Oracle of Wrestling, confirmed shoot, and Bob O'Neill. Ladies and gentlemen, let's grin. Less grin indeed. The opening credit is um, a WWF misadvertisement this evening. We have two guests. I'm calling Jeremy a guest, which was disrespectful. Which we got two guests. We have no Bob O'Neill. He is campaigning against vaccines tonight. Um, <laughs> big show, right, guys? Shoot, you ready to go? You excited for this one? I'm real fired up. We uh, we didn't have Bob, so we went and got Jack Crosby and Jeremy Lambert. It's a pretty good trade. <laughs> it is indeed. Speaking of such, Jeremy Lambert. You're here. Please explain the people why. I mean, you're going to be here for a long time if you actually get to the part of the show that you was going to initially join for. Yeah, I'm here, with, but I'm not here for what I thought I was going to be here for. I thought you guys were going to draft and then yeah. book some shows. But with O'Neill here, I don't even know if you guys are doing that. So we're not doing I'm not that. Sure why I'm here. We are not doing that. Um, that mean I got to be back next week? I think so. Yeah, which means you could even leave now. Not as your call, pal. Eh? <laughs> I am nothing better to do tonight. This is what I scheduled for tonight. So, yeah, That's fair. Speaking of such, Jack Crosby, you're a late notice addition to the program tonight. How are you doing, pal? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I want everyone to know that I actually watched the World Wrestling Federation yesterday because I had nothing to do. And I wanted to jump out a fucking window. <laughs> I don't know. Jack, everyone said that was a great show yesterday. <laughs> no, I, that just reaffirmed... It is it, it is a fucking crime that with the talent that company has, they're just such dog shit. It's, it's it shouldn't be that way. It really shouldn't. Like there there were some there, there was there were some good matches on that show, and it, it almost like it depressed me. It didn't make me happy. It made me depressed. Yeah, their pay per views are interesting in that regard. When they let the talent get to it, generally. They deliver, and it's a shame. But anyway, Oracle, I'd imagine you had some fun with that Saudi show. The, the in-ring was pretty good, right? Oh, yeah. Saudi Blood Mania 6 occurred. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, there were some good matches. Wasn't Biggie the sixth and Drew, one? You know, Biggie and Drew was actually excellent. Um, Roman and Brock was great until they did this, you know, I was going to say, I could watch Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar wrestle a hundred fucking times, and it will never get old. That, Good luck with that. That, yeah, that desperation dodge. <laughs> okay, and, and, and I'll probably go out of my way to watch it. They are so good together, it's insane. Yeah, the, the, this match fucking ruled. Like, the uh, the desperation dive was incredible. <laughs> and it was one time where WWE production actually had, like a good like like, a good camera angle on it. Um, it was a great match. Like I said, the ref bumps I, after that, it was like, eh, you know, I mean, it was kind of whatever, but, um, yeah, honest, yeah, you know, that's, 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 that's my thoughts on that show. And, and, uh, like I said, Biggie and Drew McIntyre was like, actually kind of blew me away and like how good that match was. But, um, yeah. You know, if I didn't know better, I think you guys were kind of being like bootlickers right now, but I, uh, hundred yeah. percent. Bob's not here. Someone has to do it. I understand that. Uh, in all seriousness, our, our friend Bob O'Neill, uh, he's rather poorly this evening, right? He, he had his shots, as he kept saying over and over again, which was an homage to private party. Um, I would like you to all go to Twitter right now and at Robert O'Neill. 
and say, get well soon, you big fuck. That's all I need to tweet. I'm going to do it myself. Um, you can spell, you can go Y-A or just the straight U. It's up to you. It depends on how you want to pronounce that deal. Um, Jack, what are you going to say? Sorry, pal. I am professionally not allowed to drop F-bombs on Twitter, but you guys go right really? ahead. I can't. No, oh. I can't. Okay. Well, Jack, I, 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 I just learned I'm like, like wrestling. I just learned I'm allowed to say shit, but just not too much. Fair. What are we doing? Get well soon, you big fuck. Yeah, I'm I going, yeah, you know, informal, YA. But if you want to be more kind of professional about it, you no. can go. You know, it's up to you guys. But I'm going to send tweet now. There you go, guys. Um, everyone wish Bob well. He'll be very excited when he when he returns to that. <laughs> oh, I'll, what, I'll, I'll DM it to him. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Don't everyone else don't don't DM him. Paul <laughs> <laughs> Bob. Now, um, as, as Jeremy mentioned, and it does feel relevant to point this. Good lord. Good lord, man. Okay. It does feel relevant <laughs> to mention this show has changed dramatically without Bob. He's let everyone down. Um, there's no drafting going on. That'll be next week. We all prepared, right? We always ready to go. It's been. Can I draft for O'Neill? <laughs> we got a fantasy just... book too, pal. <laughs> Let me just say, thank God, thank God, Bob got his shots the other day. <laughs> it's still coming, pal. Got another week to prepare. Okay, <laughs> so we haven't got that, but we do hey, have some we... stuff to talk about. Go ahead, shoot. Before we continue, um, Andrade has tweeted, um, yes. "Fuck WWE." Hey, let's. He said, "F you, Yeah, he censored the the C and K, but yes, yes he has tweeted. Fuck oh, WWE. he went Zach Crosby and didn't want to get in trouble. Shoot, shoot. Can you check if your mic is the one that's picking up your your audio? Because you normally sound yeah. wonderful when you sound a little tinny, pal. Yeah. Just sometimes it sometimes it does a weird deal with that, like defaults and shit. Let me look. Okay, okay. I'm gonna just go retweet this tweet. F you, what a coward. <laughs> He rules. Okay, this gets into Rampage. We're going to get there in the end, but it started the opening match. Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, a match that I circled on the uh, bracket and said, hmm, that's going to be interesting to see how they figure that one out. I don't think they did quite figure it out in terms of the finish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I predicted he may get in with the mousetrap roll-up. I don't think the execution was what you wanted it to be. It was a very WWE finish, and what was disappointing about that was Hobbs had a kayfabe reason not to be in the tournament because he lost to Punk. So you didn't need him being here. However, I liked the match itself. You know, Orange basically give him the whole match, right? Like Hobbs just kind of beat him up. And Hobbs is funny in control because of all these great facial expressions and just the, the general intensity of the man is really good. But um, finish kind of bummed me a little bit. But, you know, I, I knew it was coming in terms of the results. It didn't shock me either. Shoot, how you sounding now, pal? I think I fixed it. Oh, that's gorgeous. Go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you just said. Yeah. Um, Usually happens. Yeah, I mean that is true. I can't even argue with that. Um shoot, you look very formal tonight. Thanks, man. I spilled chili on the t-shirt I was wearing. So. Oh, okay. I was like, why do you have a collared shirt? Was it strange? Sometimes what? I do that. Okay. Was it Skyline? No. I do like Skyline though. I know a lot of people don't, but you like Skyline Crosby? I told you I'd never been to fucking Cincinnati before. Wow. That's fair. You guys don't have you guys have skyline there, right? Oh. Hmm. Okay. No. So why don't you drive me some? That'd be nice. I'll wow. think about it. Yeah, well, that was a, that's fucking awesome. That was a pretty big request on your part there, Jack. I'm not gonna lie. Anyway, shoot, yeah. continue. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't. Is, this is fun. Be like, Orange being hurt and then winning anyway. Um, yeah. uh, Hobbs did take most of the match. The match itself was fine. Um, that finish never looks good. I don't remember it ever looking good. And, and of course, I think the main people he's done it to are Hobbs, who's probably a little too big, and Chris Jericho, who's Chris Jericho. So yeah, that um, was it. Looked bad tonight than it did against Jericho. Yeah, but it still <laughs> yeah. didn't look good. Um, but yeah. Um, it was fine. We knew we knew Hobbs was going to lose. I agree that they should just should have not put him in the tournament. Yeah, um, should put Buddy Matthews in instead. Factual, but it's not. I mean, it's not going to hurt Hobbs or anything. That's the. No, no. It's fine. Orange is people exaggerate with so. Orange is a huge star too with that audience. This is one of those deals where I think people that don't watch the product are like, wait, Orange beat Hobbs? It's like, yeah, Orange is a top guy. <laughs> like yeah. he may not, you know, he may not fit the conventional bill for you, but there's a reason why they protect him the way they do. Jeremy, uh, you now have an Orange Cassidy action figure. I do. Much like me. What, it's over there. Yeah. I also can't bring on camera. Um, <laughs> fun match. Did you enjoy this or are you you down on it? Where, where are you at? It was fine. I mean, Hobbs just beat the shit out of him for like yeah. five minutes and then Orange caught him in the, the mousetrap. The finish was eh, Hobbs arguing with the ref and then Hook getting on the apron and everything. It made Hobbs look kind of look kind of silly after beating the hell out of him all match but i guess what can you do i would have i would have probably put somebody else in this spot instead of hobbs considering they're using dustin Rhodes and preston vance for the fucking tournament i don't that know that sounds like a shot at dustin there i don't know about this wait no we don't take shots at dustin i mean he's just we in don't there do to that lose the tournament he's in there to lose in the that. first round they don't have Fucking plans for dustin Rhodes. you don't know Eric that he might win. yeah he might win him and Eddie Kingston in the semifinal. You guys want to like bet on this? Oh, shoot, confident? that would rule. We should do that. Should we tell Tony Khan to do that? Yeah, we've been asking for that match for. Oh, we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say, Jack Crosby has taken the role of executive producer here, live on the air. He's now sending us links during the during the program. I'll read this to everyone. WrestleVotes folks have said um, this is only the beginning of the story that unfolded tonight in regards to I, Andrade telling the World I, Wrestling Federation to fuck off. I hope oh, Ashley Flair quit I get it now. What oh happened? no! What, what, what's going on here? Well, I don't I get know. it, but it has something to do with Charlotte, right? It's got to. It has to. No, 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 no. I'm not doing this. My, it my, has my to. hope, my hope is it has that, to. And I, I fucking she... hate. I just like her as much as Joe. But if she shows up and fucking steamrolls to that division, I will fucking pop just for Joe's reaction. I would legit. I would not do this show anymore. <laughs> I would request that this show gets Matt, moved to Matt, like a different day. Matt, you you remember when fucking Hogan showed up at Bash at the Beach and beat Flair for the title? That, yes, that's that Charlotte Flair coming to AEW. <laughs> Jack just did like an old man segment with Shooter in the middle of the show. That was interesting. You kids don't know. You you kids don't know. That's fair. Um, you weren't there for the parade at Disney World. You weren't okay. there. I certainly wasn't. Oracle, where was you on this deal? Uh, my favorite part was Matt Hardy like panning over him, just laughing when oh, Orange yeah, that beat up. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> and then after Orange won, it showed his face and he was mad. And 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 I enjoyed that because it's funny when during the interests and stuff, I thought, wait a minute, aren't they still doing this Orange Matt Hardy feud? And I was like, don't tell me the end would be just for Jack Evans to get his hair cut. And then yeah. there's Matt Hardy in the crowd, and I'm like, okay, all right. But right. Matt's we're coming just, in. So there's still a chance for him to go bald. That, that's 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 the payoff here. I want to see it. 
his facial expressions in the crowd were just peak professional wrestling. And truly, I mean, it sounds silly, but like only in professional wrestling can a man overact to the degree Matt Hardy does and it rule. Like, bless him, man. He just throws himself in everything. It was, it was fun. I agree with everyone that had an issue with the finish. I did too, but the actual match itself, I thought, was pretty good. I'm putting um, this. I'm sorry, Joseph. I'm putting this on okay. screen. Oops, wrong one. Okay, now look. Here's the thing. We have a problem here because now we have three people that can control the like the production of this program, and we have Jack Crosby who's sending us links privately. This thing's this thing's going to be a mess, guys. We have to be careful here, okay? No, yes, it's it's yeah, the late night grin is going to be a mess. Yeah, God forbid. It feels like years ago. It feels like years ago we did that Saturday night show, right? The one, you know, the really terrible one where you guys did like football commentary and stuff. Jack would be good at that. <laughs> yeah, okay. that was last week. Great the torture rack, yes. I need more torture racks in wrestling. <laughs> Fucking rules. Love that one. Hope okay, it's fair. Uh, up next, we had the, the Lucha Bros segment where Penta tried to beat the shit out of two fans, uh, even though one was about six foot five and the other one was four foot 11. Mm-hmm. Thought they were the FTR guys with the exact same height. Um, Tully mm-hmm. Blanchard, after FTR beat the shit out of uh, Penta. They picked up the, the other Alex Abrahantes and, and Tully Blanchard looked like he just got from like Hawaiian and he like <laughs> just punched him in the face and they, that was the end of it. And they held the belts up. Listen, man, full gear. I didn't love their TV match last year, but you give me 20, 25 minutes full gear, Lucha Bros FTR. I think we could be in the same biblical, to be quite frank, folks. I don't know. Oracle, you fired up for this deal? I am. I am. Yeah. I was very critical of their match last year. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> But what's happening? Uh, God damn it. Um, (laughs) That's what the grin is, fellas. Like, I was getting prepared for later. I didn't think it would come on the screen right away. Sorry about that. (laughs) No, you're good. Um, So, God damn it. Now now my train of thought's been destroyed. FTR, Lucha Bros. Try and get it back, pal. Mm. There we go. I was very critical of that match last year. Um, part of it was FTR trying to fit into the, you know, AW mold. And I think part of it was just that, I mean, the Lucha Bros just, they, they I don't know. I, I feel like they've gotten better as a tag team, like right. in the last year. Um, because for the longest time, they haven't been my favorite tag team. Um, I like the Young Bucks cage match a lot, not as much as others, but I still say they've they've improved over the last year because that 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 match last year was not very good. Right. Um, but this has been a great build so far the last few weeks. I've liked the angles a lot, the storylines, and I think this will be an absolutely awesome match. Come come full gear for sure. Um, definitely definitely a match I'm looking forward to. There you go, Jack. I know you didn't see Rampage tonight. It's only a little segment, but broad strokes, full gear, you know, FTR versus Lucha Rose. That's that's some exciting stuff, right? Oh, that's a great fucking match. That's a great, great match. I didn't know if you, if you were going <laughs> to... Elaborate? Yeah, it's fine. I agree with Jack. I agree. Um, Again, great. I'm just here to chill. I haven't watched a Dynamite in like three weeks. Yeah, I forget. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. You're I wanted fucking... to... These Saturday shows, they screw me. I wanted to share the ball when I, I got carried away. Jeremy, um, your thoughts on this piece of business where Tully Blanchard punched Alex Overhunters in the face? <laughs> Tully rules. Uh, it, was a, it was a fun little segment, and you know it's going to set up FTR and Lucha Bros. 
proper rematch at full gear and they'll probably get i think they'll get like 18 minutes or so and my god specific yeah with entrances or without brother uh lucha bros entrance it's like kind of long isn't it it fucking rules yes it's it's fantastic i mean seeing it live was was awesome especially the live performance and everything uh yeah it'll get 18 minutes it'll it'll be great it'll be better than their their tv match was and better than you it just was time the match out last year. yeah and you like doubled down on it like you know for sure that was impressive um we had I, I saw the spreadsheet i saw the you know it's fair confirm shoot <laughs> if that is your real name um your thoughts on this piece of business here on the aw rampage at 10 p.m eastern time um yeah, it was a good segment. I agree with everything Jack Crosby said. Yes, <laughs> me too. I think I think Jeremy's wrong about the match time. I got them going about 1944. <laughs> wow, this is going to no, be a um, bit now. We have to remember this bit when the photo view comes around. Yeah. No, it's going to be a that's going to be a great match. Um, I honestly don't remember much about their first match, so I'm, I w- can't say I was disappointed in it. I guess maybe that I don't remember it tells me all I need to know, but uh, I'm also very old, so. Sorry um, to hear that. Hey, do you remember when Hogan beat Ric Flair at Bash of the Beach 94? <laughs> <laughs> can we do a contest for the match time for FTR and Lucha Bros? We can, we can do whatever, man. I just think it'd be one set now. <laughs> hey, Devin, do you remember when Scott Hall showed up on Monday Nitro and came through the crowd? Uh... I was three years and five months. Well, I was, the answer is no. Uh, then I was cussing out. I was, I was, I was, I was cursing out kids and 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 uh, uh, daycare. That's a shoot, by the way. Um, Matt and I were forty six years old. <laughs> Fair on the on a message board saying "fed dead." Um, okay, here's a question. FTR, that is there. What is the chance of them leaving full gear as the AW Tag Team Champions again? Okay, give me like a uh, percentage chance. Zero. Zero. Shoot. Zero. Twelve. Oracle. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Oh, we've made we've made Devin very uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, Oracle trying to do math. He doesn't. He doesn't do that. He doesn't jump the gun like you guys. Isn't you guys zero zero? <laughs> He's thinking about it. Look, I can see him. He's thinking. I don't know. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think it's up there. I I was going to say 20%. I think FTR are a serious team, guys. Who else do you think Lucha Bros are dropping them to, you know? It's just my opinion. Andrade and Malachi Black. Buddy Matthews (laughs) and um, the fiend Bray Wyatt. (laughs) Andrade and Ashley Flair. (laughs) Dude, seriously, guys, it's not doing this shit. I'm not. I can't. (laughs) <laughs> buddy, buddy, it's gonna. It's no, gonna it's not. You, no, you, not. No, you, you just. I'll give up on Drone. I, I would actually it's, give up on Drone to make Char- it. Look, look, Charlotte in that company is not a matter of if, but when. I told you this a long time ago. She is going to go there. What? I don't now. I don't it's just a matter you. of does the contract run out, or does she fucking quit? I don't think she'll leave. Listen. I think she, Great I think Night Grand Series finale being Joe going on like a 30-minute rant about <laughs> fucking Ashley Flair. She's terrible, man. Terrible. She's cool. She, down. she can actually, have as many good matches. Her, her statistics on star ratings can be as good. As, I do not care. No one cares about her. 
No one has ever cared about it. No one has bought a ticket to see her wrestle. No one has bought a T-shirt. No one has bought a video game to play as Charlotte Flair so they can hit her shitty moonsault. No one cares. She's a product of that system to the most extreme. It's everything AEW stands in Buddy, opposition of. I Tony agree with Khan, you completely. Tony Khan idolizes Rick. He can't get his hands on Rick because Rick has been He was a sex offender. Be, Rick, Rick has been found to be problematic. But Ashley, next best thing. She ain't leaving. Money's too good, brother. I'm Filth. I'm I'm kind of Money. With I'm I'm kind of with Matt. But I don't think she's leaving either. Really you, leaving. Okay, seriously, do you want her in AEW? Because the chat's kind of divided. So, no. Well, do I want her? That's a different question. No. Yes. Oracle. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Glad we all agree on that. All right. I don't um, agree. I said yes. Jack Crosby, you remember the show we did about MLW? Yeah. That would be me and Joe if Ashley shows up and, <laughs> and uh AEW. I'd be right there. And then we just you're... close the Patreon. I want her, I want her in AEW to see if she's still gonna, you know, not sell for everybody. I want to see Icon kick her in the fucking face. She wouldn't sell for anyone, it would be terrible. Well, um, I mean, think about it. Nia Jack shoot punched her in the face three or four times if you <laughs> <laughs> I actually give credit. I actually give credit to Charlotte. It rolled. I, I, I enjoyed it. Listen, I'm not saying. Let me be clear. I want to be very clear here because the chat's upset. I'm not saying she's bad in like a skill set sense. You know, I'm saying that it's fair. Like she has good matches in her promos. Moonsault. I love her promos. Are not fine. By what stand oh, are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> In, in the women's division in WWE, she's probably a top five promo. Now, you could argue that says more about the women's division. That's not my not my debate to have, especially on air. However, let's have this debate. I mean, listen, Charlotte, Charlotte would get to AEW and do so many you people. Dave, Dave, Dave is right. Put up Dave's comment about about uh, about Thunder Rosa. That is a fact because I've seen her too many jobber matches. Yeah. Yeah, there's too many people in AEW that kick the shit out of her. Listen, what if we just like Ashley Flair versus Paige Van Zant in a shoot? Yeah, look, man, I watch I watched Thunder Rose's MMA fight. She will fuck you up. Fair. <laughs> Listen, I I'm not all I was trying. I just like, don't you I think just, that Ashley without everyone, the handcuffs can, are going to be? Can everyone just let me clean this up so I don't get yeah, in trouble? Yeah, you're in Charlotte no, Flair. We don't Go care ahead, if you get in trouble or not. No one like. <laughs> I'm on a paywall. Where's Hang the, on. We don't work for you, Holbert. (laughs) Sorry to hear that. Um, Look, she's fine. But the the art of professional wrestling is going out there and getting over. It's going out there and connecting with people. It's going out there and making them feel something. And she has completely failed to do that other than when she's been framed as the corporate heel where the company is basically booing the company. The fans are basically booing the company. I'm sorry. And... I just think her being a 15 million time champion is everything wrong with the World Wrestling Federation. And I would rather that not overlap into my beloved AE dub. That's all I'm saying. Can I clean my view up? Yes. I do not want Ashley Flair in AEW in any way, shape, or form. If anyone in the chat is mad at me for that, that's fine. You can continue to stay mad. If she comes to AEW, I'm just going to rip her every week on this show until I quit. Um, Nothing good will come of it. Now let's move on. 
Uh, yeah. Let me say something real quick. I hope she comes to AEW only for the discourse on this very show called Late Night Grand. And it, yeah. it won't happen. It will be okay. cease to exist. It will yeah, cease the show to just exist. won't exist anymore. It will not be a thing. Charlotte going to AEW is going to kill this show. I will yes. not do this show. Yes. I'm not, I will not let myself do the thing where I go, well, you know, I've changed my mind. What if like, she's actually good in AEW? I won't watch. Oh, I, won't won't watch. I won't watch. I refuse. Yeah. She's going to hit that moonsault. I would rather the they acquire. The uh, I would rather they acquire Dana Brooke than than Charlotte Flair, the Queen. That's my. <laughs> Wait, did she just remove Jeremy Lambert from there? I didn't. Indeed. <laughs> this That's show, the, I probably shouldn't have opened that door because now this show is going to go completely off the rails. Well, no, no, no. I, I respect. I respect if you want to remove me and stuff. I can add myself back. Okay, no, no, guys. folks, we've made it to about uh, eighteen minutes through rampage discussion. About this is. Uh, we haven't even gotten to the guys. Guys, I'll go. This point. is what happens when Bob's not here. Things get heated. Okay, Joe's gonna me, have a meltdown before the show. Let ends. me step. Let me step in. Let me step in. I, let's, I really, let's let Bob. I really hope. Go ahead, yes. Go ahead. I just want to let Bob steady the ship for us. Okay. All right. Wait. What if Ashley Flair was in the Hardy family office? Right. Jack, what was you gonna say? I'm sorry. No, I like I keep. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I keep like looking at Twitter because I really hope that just something just drops from somebody that like she fucking quit and walked out. She's the champion, isn't she? I don't fucking know. Yeah, they, they swapped titles. They did the swaddle, swaddle type. Uh, the title swaddle. Swaddle. Yeah, swaddle. I swaddle my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Oh, Jesus. A great example of why we don't need the Queen Charlotte Flair. Anna Jay versus Britt Baker. Hey, I watched this because it was yeah. halftime. I watched this match. There you go. I'm going to throw it to you a second, Jack. Just calm down a little bit. I'm already struggling here enough. All right, listen. Here is the deal. Best I've seen Britt Baker look in the mat wrestling department. I actually thought her stuff looked a lot crisper than it usually does. Anna Jay is not... Now, listen, I'm saying this. So I'm not a legend about it. She doesn't strike me as like a natural athlete. She moves with a certain, a certain pace. Man, she's really like solid. Like technically, she's really sound for for someone of her experience level. Um, I really like the match. Like, I I thought it was strong, and I, you know, I would have liked them to be a bit more creative with what they were setting up because everyone could have saw that coming, right? Like it was such a predictable play that they took, but it works. Whatever. Jack Crosby, your thoughts on Britt Baker versus Hannah J? No, that 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 was that was really good but it kind of reaffirmed what like we were talking about i think it was either I, yeah either on here or the strat or the distraction like anna j she's a star like there's no doubt about that but she's got a little bit of a ways to go before they trust yeah. her with any kind of top spot she'll get there and she keeps making strides but she's still got a ways to go I've been informed that she's a 15-year dancer. She's actually a better athlete than all the professional wrestlers. So, sorry, Anna J. Please don't take the wrong way. Wrestling's not ballet, so. Yeah. Um, Confirm shoot. Your thoughts on this this, um, exciting women's wrestling match? There was uh, a couple things at the beginning of the match that I felt like they were in slow motion, but then it picked up. Um, I like the story they told. Which was basically that that Anna had her beat, but she's just not experienced enough to. Yep, yeah, she just kind of she didn't know what to do. She got out of her finisher, and then she didn't know what to do because she doesn't have the experience to know what to do. Like that's an actual story, a good story to tell. It makes sense. Um, 
yes, the Ty Conti thing was very obvious. Um, didn't like um, the outside interference two matches in a row. Um, but yeah, it was Britt's best match in a while. Um, that, that first couple minutes, I was getting really close to coming on the show and declaring that Britt Baker is just bad. But then the match oh. got good. So, man, she's been having some bad matches, Joe. I didn't even think the start of this was bad, though. There was a couple, man. I there were some slow spots on it where it looked like there was a little bit of like oh, I around. And... Listen, I think Anna Jay is incredible for experience, though, but I would suggest that was more on her. That's, yeah. yeah. I, I, I um, wouldn't put the blame on her. I, I can I see what think... she was kind of talking about. This is because we've talked about well one scenario before. I think this match would have been better with the roles reversed. What I mean by that is we're talking about Anna kind of learning on the fly here. I think that when the Dark Order had to turn babyface for obvious reasons, yeah. but I don't think that was helpful for Anna. I think Anna will do better That's as a heel. Where she could slow herself, yeah. she could slow herself down a little bit as she's learning on the fly. And I think, like I've said before, I think Britt is going to be an even bigger star when she becomes a baby face at the end of yeah. this, whenever that is, and she's chasing a title. I think, but Anna specifically, I was thinking about it, is that if she could be a heel for a little bit, yeah, and slow down and I think that would benefit her. I just don't think the Dark Order babyface turn was really helpful to her. That's well, I think that's actually a good point because yeah. personality-wise, Anna is like it feels like right now she would be best served to kind of be a heel that's kind of standoffish and arrogant, and it suits the way because she's not a particularly yeah. emotive professional wrestler. And, she, right? and like, she's a she's a drop dead gorgeous girl. So when she plays the like I'm better than everybody else, it's going to be natural. Yeah. The only problem with that is, you know what I think about people that boo Anna Jay, don't you guys? I, I, I don't have any patience for those fucking cowards. <laughs> I love using Oracle when he's, when he's on the show and he's in the exact same spot. He's in. <laughs> it's fucking I great. I want to make sure I emphasize that I actually thought the match got very good. It's just a, it was a slow oh. start. But yeah. Oh, you want to you want to clean out your opinion on that, do you? Shoot? You want to? Yeah. Wanna... Well, see, I just went ahead and did it. I didn't make a big scene about it. I just yeah. started talking and did it. <laughs> Oracle, did you like this deal? Uh, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I caught. I caught like the last couple. Like I was watching, but my buddy called, so I kind of was like, I got Bruce Pritchard of a phone conversation. Um, and the volume was turned down, but what a great I really like the finishing run of the match. Uh, you know, with the with the uh, Queen Slayer, and then uh, they went into the finish or whatever. But more importantly, uh. The post match, when Ty came out and they set up the uh, probable title match for uh, Full Gear, indeed with, uh, with Ty and uh, and Britt, I'm I'm excited for that because Ty Conti is like my favorite squash wrestler. Her her and Thunder Rosa are my favorite squash wrestlers um, in AEW because they completely annihilate their opponents. Um, it's like watching a fucking Steiner squash. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I will like do her fucking hip throw and like, you, or you know, her uh, judo throw, I suppose, and like murder somebody with it. Yeah. And then fucking like Thunder Rosa, like, will get mad when somebody doesn't sell enough for her. So she'll like just start beating the shit out of them. It rules. 
Um, more than wrestling, please. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I'm 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 excited for the potential uh, tie and uh, Brit match for sure. Okay, I think uh, I know it's not going to happen. I don't know if everyone's going to agree with me, but I think Ty should win that match. I'm kind of leaning that way. I think Thunder Rose is obviously the move, but I would have Ty win here. I'd be tempted. I just she's already lost a title match this year. Like, yeah, I would personally, you know, TBS title. I think is where I would start with Ty eventually. Yeah, she's that's just me. Tournament, she's not in the tournament though. But that doesn't necessarily mean she can't win it next, right? Yeah, sure. yeah it's fair. Um, hey guys, do you know what the tag team of Ty Conti and Anna Jay is called? Ty J. It's actually just Ty J. The fight part isn't actually part of the team name, but I thought I need to let that go. Um, yeah, anyway, that was good. I had another bit to sell. Oh, yeah, people asked for this. Sorry, guys. So let me just play my hits here for a moment. Um, hey, guys, would you say that the Dark Order are losers after this? After seeing Anna J lose tonight? Yes. Yes. Excuse me, they're not losers. No, they literally lost, though. Yep, that's fine. Um, now, see, this is a fair criticism of Ty, but... Sheeta was champion for a long time, and so was Riho. I don't think that matters as much in any oh, Yeah, but I don't know if that's the blueprint we want to follow. <laughs> that Sheeta reign was was interesting, right? Like, I think Ty's a decent promo anyway. I mean, you could do pre tapes and stuff. Yeah, if you want. Look, the thing with it, it's the same with the deal with Sheeta. Like, if you want to make it work, you can. If we're being honest, they was they didn't work hard enough with Sheeta as champ yeah. to use different ways to keep her on TV. Um, I don't mind the Ty thing. I just. To me, this is the perfect chance to see what she's got in like a you know fifteen minute pay per view match mm-hmm. first, yeah, and then you can kind of readjust because like, you know, she's obviously got all the the raw ingredients there. Like she has this wonderful babyface presence. Now she's the opposite of the Anna J thing, where it's like, imagine Ty being a heel after seeing her as a babyface. Yeah. <laughs> like her energy is infectious. Her in ring's really encouraging, but I want to just see, I want to see a little bit more like substance before I just go full she should be the champ because as much as we criticize Britain Ring like she is over like she's a superstar you know so it's different that's all I'm saying yeah well, anyway um anything between this and the main event or can we go straight to the the, sh- the match that brought us here tonight what the bracket yeah the bracket okay Shoot we got we'll bracket. do that after yeah because okay. that, that that that's that's a conversation along yeah we're gonna break that whole bracket down okay 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 good um, Andrade Oidolo and Pack, the sequel to their to their prior Rampage bout. Um, I am gonna tread lightly here because last time we talked about Packs, I got a death threats from my countrymen here in Great Britain. Uh, no, I'm, I'm this was insane, man. These two dudes, honestly, in terms of just sheer like move execution, they could be like two of the top five wrestlers in the world. Like everything they do looks insanely crisp and physical, but it's also smooth and kind of <laughs> dynamic. They all have such wild, um, there's such varieties to their offense. They're both kind of hybrid wrestlers. I will say that I do not agree with this being the best Rampage match. I don't either. My issue with these matches is. And this is a this is like a nitpick on the extreme level of was it the best match in the history of Rampage? Because Pac is not like an actual babyface, I just find them to be a little bit hollow. These matches, like I enjoy them as like physical like exhibitions of just awesome moves, but I don't 
I don't like truly get hooked on who's going to win. Does that make sense? Like I just kind of watch it as a spec as like a great, yeah. you know, thriller. That's a good point. But it was a hell of a thriller. <laughs> like Goldie mentioned the chat, the last five minutes of this deal, especially, you know, and I love the dynamic between them where, you know, Pax this kind of, he's so intense and, and Andrade's whole deal is it's effortless for him, right? Like he, he comes easy to him and, and that kind of back and forth and, and Andrade having to match the physicality of Pack. love the finish, perfect roll-up finish where it actually worked and it, it didn't feel lazy by any means. Um, and we'll do the post-match after, let's talk about the match first. Tremendous stuff here, right, Jeremy Lambert? Yes, excellent match. Uh, I'm with you on the the last five minutes of things. Uh, I think any, you know, the Andrade is back type thing. I think that was settled the first pack match, but yep. reaffirmed in this one. I'm with you that it wasn't the greatest Rampage match of all time. I don't even think it was. Are we considering Danielson and Suzuki a Rampage match? Like, I wouldn't know. Okay. Uh, I still I still like Danielson and, and Jackson uh, better, but... Christian and Omega, I would take too. Yeah, Christian Omega Omega is the only one I would put above it. Oh, see, I like Danielson Jackson better. And yeah, I'll go Christian Omega. I was there for that one. That one was excellent as well. Um, But still, still an excellent match. And we will see. I I was more intrigued by by the post match angle. Okay, we'll get to that. Shoot. Um, You're also a hater of the the Englishman known as Pac um, from the small mining town of Newcastle. Uh, your thoughts on this match, shoot. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. <laughs> Fair. That's okay. my tribute to Bob. There um, you go. <laughs> Bob would actually yeah, go. I, Bob, Bob would actually go. Eh, it was very good. Very good. <laughs> Bob would go. Eh, 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 you, know, eh, you get what you get, I suppose. <laughs> um. The. That's not even nice, Jack. Bob's not here, and you're playing in his face. There's no need for it. Well, one thing, yeah, you can't go on shows and play in people's faces. You just can't yeah, do, you especially podcasts, you can't do that. No, you can't. Don't play in. Don't play in Bob's face. Um, but yeah, I thought this match was tremendous. Uh, the chemistry between the two of them is is incredible. Um, me saying that Omega and Christian was better is not a slight on this match at all because that's no. one of my favorite matches in AEW history. Same. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was great. It was better than the first one for sure. Um, again, yeah, I agree. The Andrade is back stuff doesn't, isn't even really needed anymore, but still, that was probably his best match since Johnny, um, I thought. Um, that's interesting. I, I think I some of the think... Ray matches, some of the Ray matches were fucking insane. Yeah. Um, Whether they were this good, I'd have to rewatch. But yeah, no, I mean, it's fair. It was, it was I but yeah. Know. I mean, it, it was a great main event, and yeah, we'll talk about the angle after. Um, right. We'll let we'll let Devin do his fifteen minutes on this match real quick. I I do think it's worth saying <laughs> to explain this a little bit further. It's like you, you people have to understand. I'm big. I'm great big fucking dog. And matches where like the structure and stuff is more easy for me to discuss. I weirdly get more enjoyment out of than this, where like my analysis of this match was you guys need to go and watch it because it was fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, like to me, the, the ideas wasn't really the thing. It was just like, look how good these guys are at doing these professional wrestling moves. Oracle, it's I'm a, interested. Wait, go ahead, Shaq. What are you going to say? Oh, it's no, this is just going to be the part where I derail the show because someone in the chat asked me a question. Jack, Jack had to hang a lick, Jack. Go, Jack. No, it's it, it's a PWG match. There you go. That's what it is. Shoot. Oh, wow. That was the question. Okay. Yeah. I'm very vain. So when I see a question, I can answer like this. Um, 
This is a Miami Marlins uh, City Connect hat, the tribute to the Sugar Kings. Um, Thanks for asking, Christopher. Okay, Devin, what were your thoughts on the match? I'm intrigued where you fall on this, pal. I really am. Where were you on it? Oh, no, he looks he looks anxious about this. This could uh, be No, it's fine. Uh, it was much better than the first match. Okay. I thought it was good, but this was this was quite good. Um, it was kind of like whatever at the start, and then Andrade started taking some violent, crazy, insane bumps that popped me. Any, look, anytime somebody takes three or four crazy bumps in a row, the match is automatically like four stars. <laughs> me yeah did you see his Um, back so like you know um yes his fucking back i think i think he did that on the rana because i don't think he did it on the on the crazy turnbuckle bump that he took like like out through the ropes into the floor which was yeah when he hit that chair yeah that That was was, disgusting yeah that was that bump he took was like the um was a bump that the the turnbuckle bump was similar to the the uh uh, Fuerza Guerrero bump, also the Buddy Rose bump, where they would like, like their feet would almost get hung up, like mm-hmm. ropes and fall back. Like, but he did it in like rapid succession. The, and the DDT one on the apron, like it hurt him a lot too. Yes, like yeah. he, his his back was like possibly almost swelling because like that Rana he took, he like it went like right in the middle of his back. I, I think that's what caused the bruise on his back was was the uh, was the Rana. Yeah. Um was a Rana into the chair. Um great match. Uh like you said, it was it was a PWG match. Or like uh like uh, Jack said it, you know, it was it was it was basically a PWG match. Um but you know, they this was like one of the better versions of that style. Yes. Um I was not a huge fan of the finish only because the the show also had a roll up finish. Fair. So, and not only just a roll-up finish, but a very similar pinning combination. Yeah. It looked so, a lot different, though, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's, I it's actually so, agree with you, but the execution was such so like there was such a gulf between them in quality of execution that I didn't even think true. of it. That's true. It's just I don't know. I have pet peeves. If, if I ever booked a wrestling show, there'd be like strict things about you can't do this and you can't do that. And modern wrestlers would hate working for me. They never want to work for me. Um, because I wouldn't allow things to happen. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it was, it was a great match for sure. Um, but the post match was, was the highlight, I think for me. So we'll have to talk about that. Absolutely. Also, Chris's great, that corkscrew thing where he just spins in the, he's one of the most incredible athletes in all professional wrestling. Sorry, Anna J, but I'm getting, you know, I have to say, um, (laughs) Post-match angle, straight out of someone's TEW save. Malachi Black turned up in a tribute to NXT. Um, and they they beat up Pack, or they started to, and then Ol Anderson came out with a gun, and Cody Rhodes was there, and he run wild, and everyone said, Cody, Cody, Cody. Uh, whether that was real or not, maybe someone in the chat can confirm or deny. I'm going to assume it was. However. How dare you. Fair. Um, came out with a gun. He basically did. I mean, it was, you know, rough. I saw, the, I saw the clip. I saw the yeah. clip. I love it. I want that on a t-shirt. So, guys, I actually have the scoop here uh, behind the paywall. Um, Jean-Paul Levesque will be coming in as the manager of these gentlemen. Um, <laughs> that would be so cool. I would so fucking love that. They'll be adding the tag team of Blake and Murphy as their, um, he as faked, their bumpers. He faked heart problems to quit like Urban Meyer does with football. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> he, 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 so so he could go to the other uh, triple H to the H other H show H 
Hunter knew that Hunter knew that if he said he had heart problems, his father-in-law would see him as weak and cut him from his contract. <laughs> Good lord. Okay. <laughs> right. Um if this doesn't work, we're gonna get a video of like Triple H in a bar in Stanford with a woman grinding on. <laughs> oh, this is all lost on me. Is this the Urban Meyer stuff? Yeah. Okay. Shoot, where do you think this is going, pal? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're going to have a match tomorrow night. I get the impression now that Malachi is winning again. Um, probably by crook, I would assume, when Bud Matt shows up. and. Um, okay. that I'm not even doing a bit. That actually doesn't feel like impossible. No, it doesn't. Um, Especially with him tweeting that Bound for Glory shit today. I know. That's... Our, our our friend oh. Double J was real fired up about it, and I just replied okay. to him. I was like, this just confirms he's not coming, dude. This is very important because Jack is with us on the air. Jack, you're not watching Dynamite tomorrow, are you? Can't. No. Okay. Our friend the confirmed shoot is also not watching. I might. Yeah, my team's getting their ass kicked. Okay. Well, just, just can we establish the rules now that we will not talk in the group chat about Bud Matt in case any of us are not watching the program? That's fair. Okay. All I'm right. not saying it will happen, but like it actually feels somewhat feasible to me. Because he's boys with both of these dudes. I'm just I'm just saying. Um, shoot, sorry, on. did you conclude your thoughts before I just charged in with Buddy Matthews' speculation? I didn't really have any thoughts because I don't know where it's going. I would yeah. assume that Andrade and Malachi is not a one-off. Um, I'm, I'm still not convinced that this Andrade and FTR thing's over. Um and suddenly you'd have four mm. XNXT guys all together who were champions. With Jean Paul Levesque as their mouthpiece. Yes. He loved um, all those guys too. So it'd be like uh you'd have Triple H as the man John Paul Levesque, excuse me, terrorizing as the manager. Um what if they all did the eye makeup too? Yeah, that would that be something. Yeah. So then and then you'd have you'd have Andrade and Malachi Black and Dax and Cash. And Ashley Flair. There's a comment. There's a comment in there. I just saw. <laughs> I got to bring it. <laughs> what was the comment, Jack? I'm moving. I'm moving. This is a but. Bud Matt seems days away from doing a tweet hinting at a WWE return, and I just thought the most hilarious outcome of this Bud Matt shit is he just goes back to WWE. <laughs> don't don't play with that shit. If he just went back. Don't don't even joke about shit like that. It feels like you guys are ribbing me tonight. I don't like it. We've we've talked about everything. We've talked about it. Bob's not here. About AEW. We th- we we talked about the MLW show. What if he just went back to WWE? It was like, well, yeah, they just called him. And, like, oh, you can be Seth. They, you can be Seth's they, bitch again. They, they, they tried him out there in handcuffs. Oh, oh no! My enough is enough, Crosby. Okay, <laughs> Oracle. Any predictions on where this angle's going, pal? He would one hundred percent go back if they called him. Um, Yes. Well, based on uh, based on a uh, possible spreadsheet that was scribbled onto a piece of paper at a potential at a at a, uh, at a Jaguars game, it looks like uh, there's going to be a match involving these two, possibly, quite possibly, uh, in the near future at a pay per view event, uh, or at least involving some someone of uh, one of these three people that was involved, or four people. That oh was shit! Oh, I just realized what the other name was on that. Um... On that, yeah, he hasn't been around for a while. Put it in the private chat because I don't know what we're talking about. Unless I'm wrong, it's 
Another ex WWE guy, right? Yeah, it's me. I mean, well, I can't just cut it. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah. What if they just had a faction called Fuck the Fed and they just burnt a world wrestling fed? Like, <laughs> dead. <laughs> fed dead, yeah. I'm going to DM Tony Khan the t shirt we have. What if they all just, just came out every week with like a dummy of Bruce Pritch and just beat the fuck out of it on the ramp? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, sound, this all sounds incredible. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> Would Joe buy his figure if he went back? Look at this. What has happened wow. around here? What have I become? Huh? Now Here's that I'm betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone I've ever loved <laughs> pushed them all away. Okay, that's not that. I uh, walked Bob's right on that works. one. Okay, that's, yeah, are, there, did, are there people that actually went on that Jericho cruise? Yes. Yeah, yes. a lot of people. Oh, it's a big draw. Why? Well, people like Chris Jericho. I know it's confusing for us because we're on Twitter, but it, you know, a lot of wrestling fans just like singing Judas and stuff. I like Chris Jericho. I like Chris Jericho, but I am not going on a fucking wrestling cruise. He was on commentary tonight when he was on his cruise. Oh, that's disgusting. They're insulting our intelligence. That's despicable. That's what I suppose when they messed the, the, the uh, records up that time. Oh, I remember so that? that? I broke my television. Broke it. <laughs> Emmy Sakharov was missing a match, and I just destroyed everything. I was yes. enraged about it. Um, well, that was re- Jeremy. Do you have anything to say about this angle they shot here? Uh, I think Cody's winning tomorrow with the the help of Pac. Oh, that's way less interesting than Buddy Matthews. That's probably what's going to happen. That I think like- I think Pac comes in, and then maybe that maybe Buddy Matthews comes in as the <laughs> the savior for Malachi. Oh, He's not coming, is he? Just fucking leave it. Just let it die. Enjoy TNA, pal. God bless. Um, was you guys are insane if you don't think Cody's winning tomorrow. You said this last time. Yeah, hiya. You did say this last time. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. Hi-ya. You said that last time. I'm going to keep going. Cody's going to win. Code, man. I don't care, honestly. Um, uh, that was Rampage. Unique showing that the actual main event felt like the genuine main event, which is often not the case. Like the, yeah. the show was two thirds through, and it was like, oh, yeah, we still got the big one ahead, which in Rampage is generally when I start gearing up to this show. You know, like the last couple of weeks have definitely been more stacked, I think. Um, and I'm not saying it's a ratings thing, but it does feel like the like the quality has been higher, I think. Like on average, you know, match to match. So that's good. I really like the show. Any final comments, folks, on the uh the program known as Rampage is at 10 p.m. Eastern time every Friday night on TNT. I think it's important to remember that wrestling has more than one royal family. Agreed. No, I agree. Yeah. God, imagine if if like it was actually Hunter behind this faction. Imagine if the promos Cody would cut. That would, yeah. Oh, God bless. Guys, I want you to know that last week, not last week, two days ago, we did a show on here. And we got after about two hours we left because it was the, you know, Wednesday night grin and white. And then we sat here for three hours and I began to fantasy book Dolph Ziggler versus Cody Rhodes in AEW at about 5 a.m. my time. Um, yeah. The guys can confirm it was good stuff, but that was a real thing that happened. Could you guys imagine Triple H standing in the middle of an AEW ring and he grabs a microphone and he goes, I talked to my friend Mark and he said, this is the place to be. Oh, God bless. Now, see, what you do, Jack... Yeah. His lights go out. Yeah. And then they come back on, and he's sitting in that throne that Cody smashed. <laughs> and he cuts the whole promo from the throne. Oh, that is tremendous. Yeah, I actually like want all, this to happen now. It's all in pieces and shit. And he's but, like, but, he's, oh, but, he's, but, he's, but of course, he's the invader, so he has to talk about how it's a pissant company that he's in. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> 
I would have, you know, like when FTR fed his dipshit friends for all their finishes, I would have him do that every week at the end of the show. <laughs> like, like a match would end, he'd be like, oh, what's Triple H doing out here? And he just gets in here and takes everyone's finish. He'd go off the air. That'd be tremendous, wouldn't it? Just, 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 just like you you take job guys, like the triple pull thing's great shoot, but what if you broke it into like eras? Like you did like, you have a, lo- a local that dresses exactly like original Triple H, you have DX Triple H, you have Ric Flair cosplay Triple H. You know, you have kind of fat Triple H, all of the above. You, you get them all in there and you just get beaten yeah, the fuck out. Yeah, Triple H was kind of fat Triple H, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, the steroid cycle and stuff, you know. Well, lights yeah. go out, wow, lights come. an accusation. The lights go out, lights come back on, and it's Triple H standing in the middle of the ring and Johnny Gargano's on his shoulders. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> God, that would rule. I'd actually like that. I kind of want all of this to happen. Their stable can just be called Next, N-E-X-T. Oh. <laughs> Oh man, that is tremendous. I need this to happen. I need Paul Levesque to get fed up with like, his fucking father in law. Quit and call Tony Khan and say, listen, man. This shirt is just all rainbow colors. They have to wear some rainbow colors at all times to concede oh, as, as a sign of their defeat in the war. Anyway, Rampage was good. Anyone else can you think about Rampage? I guess not. No. Right. Um, good. Hmm? good show. Good show. Okay, shoot. You have prepared. Um, a, a visual, as we call it in the industry, a graphic. Yeah, I was trying to be professional, here. and I fucked it up. Let's see if this works now. Okay. Here it comes, guys. Oh, God bless. There Let's you go, that. folks. I the... wish I could get that top bar off there, but... I can't fucking see it. Yeah. Wow. Look at Crosby. All right, now I can. <laughs> now I can yeah. see it. <laughs> okay, so how do we want to do this? Should we go match by match? Should we go match by match, guys? Oh, yeah, hides the. I can't leave this on the screen. It's driving me nuts. Bottom. Wow, we're not gonna have it anymore. No, it's bad. I can't. I don't know what the match is all about. The bracket. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'll put it back up. <laughs> that for now. Well, that wasn't even on purpose. But... <laughs> what's what's well, going on? Did you do that, I just Jeremy? It like that. Yeah, I clicked it like that. <laughs> Why have we disappeared? Because <laughs> that's what Jeremy did. Nobody needs to see us. You see yes, they do. They need to see on, us. Now. Joe and I are very vain. We have to be yeah. on the screen at all times. We, we literally had someone ask fucking shoot what he's wearing. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Well, we have to, we have that was a literal answered. question. We have the question answered. Can anyone in the chat read what the bracket <laughs> says? It's a right. shitty quality. Like the they released a shitty quality. I don't put that on. Well, that background is just terrible. With like, yeah. the, the, why can't you guys read it? I'm very confused. I can I read. Mean, it I can read it. I mean, I can read it. Fine. It's just the background's just. It's because it's a screenshot of the video, basically. Yeah. Okay. Just just go through this. Okay. Anna J, Jamie Hayter, which is obviously, um, you know, tied into what we saw tonight. I think we're going to get that tag match at some point. Yeah. It feels like looking at the match that's ahead that Jamie Hayter is going to go through here. What do you guys think? Yep. Yeah, Jamie. I agree with okay. that, Jamie. Real I don't know that, that I don't know that I like that, but I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> the bunny, uh, the the tribal chief, the head of the yes. table, yes, um, the greatest professional wrestler in the world, takes on Red Velvet, who will be planning to stir it up, as the kids say. <laughs> he has a new uh, recipe. She said. I'm going to assume that Red Velvet will indeed stir it up and win here because she is the only professional wrestler that's been able to have a good match with Jade Cargill, and that is what awaits her in round two. What do you guys think? I feel like it's very mean of the of TK to punish the bunny 
for drawing the big ratings, uh, uh, having her lose to Red Velvet. Now that she's a, the WWE, I think that's level a political hit. She's a WWE level draw, so they're going to treat her like a WWE star, where she can lose oh. every week because it doesn't matter. You see, she's bulletproof. You know that deal. Um, that's a political hit on the bunny. Is to, guys, do we think that Red Velvet is going to stir it up when she faces the bunny in the AEW TBS Women's Tag Team Women's Singles Title Tournament? I actually think the bunny might win. Really? <clears throat> yeah, I don't think they care as much about uh. Especially since Jay's just going to beat the bunny in like 30 seconds. Um, I don't know which is worse, actually, for the bunny. Um. <laughs> I can tell you guys don't watch Roads to the Top. No, we I don't. Can confirm. We're functioning adults, Jay. Oh, you're well, talking about the, the behind-the-scenes heat with Red Velvet and Jay Cargill? Of the very good show, Roads to yeah. the Top. There is real life. Shoot heat between Red Velvet and Jade. That's okay, right. so you guys better start watching the fucking product. It's Red wow. Velvet. Incredible comment from Mr. Crosby. Very fired up. Seven what episodes you behind. Guys, you guys, you, you guys, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, me, me, the guy who's like, I haven't watched Dynamite in a month. <laughs> okay. Um, Oracle, where are you at on that deal? Bunny or Red Velvet? Uh, I can, I'm not really sure. I'm, it's a 50, 50. I, I think I'll go with red velvet. Um, stir it up. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Serena Deeb, Hikaru Shida, big time match. Obviously the standout match out of round one in terms of in-ring quality. Um, now this one, it feels like Shida's getting her win back. Just, you know, that's where I think they're going. Her and Nyla is obviously, you can do the deal where it's like a, a you know, a memorable feud reignited in the tournament. But you can talk me out of this. Where are you guys at on this deal? Sheeta or, or Deep? I think Sheeta wins here. Jack had Serena. Jeremy, Oracle? I would, I, it does feel like Sheeta's going to get a win back. I would go with Serena, though, and deny Sheeta the 50th win of like, she just can't beat this person she's beating everybody else she can't beat this person and she has to go elsewhere to get her 50th win. that's fair yeah that is fair. that's a good man um i don't know why i'm making this harder than march madness but um should we do that like we should do a, a late night grin like a, a bracket, yeah. Um, just like the five or six of us and whoever wins, you know, gets to be the champion. We're not going to put any money on the line or anything. <laughs> just gets to be the champion. I was going to say we could, like, let, we could open it up to all the patrons and everything, but I don't think the tournament's big enough, so that wouldn't really... <laughs> yeah. um, the winner is the TBS champion. Yeah. Serena's winning. Wow. Okay. I don't... I don't know, man. Do we do we have to ask the next one? <laughs> no, Ruby Soho is beating um, Penelope Ford, right, guys? Yes. No, Penny's yeah. going to win that match. Disgusting. Okay, Ruby Soho is winning. Yeah, we'll, we'll go from the top. Here we go. So we have Thunder Rosa and Jamie Hayter. Rose is obviously winning that match. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We have, regardless of who Jay Cargo is wrestling, she's winning that match to set up Rosa and Jay, yes. obviously, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, this one's interesting. Someone said it in the chat. It was Jacob. His prediction was Sheeta beats Serena, and then Serena costs Sheeta against Nyla. And if you look at the, the matches below it, okay. that uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because it feels like Ruby or Chris is going to face Nyla, I think. 
I think so too. So, with that in mind, whoever it is, I think that something will happen between Sheeta and Serena that allows Nyla to to uh, advance. What about you guys? Yeah, I agree I with just, that. I just can't get. I think Serena's going to win the whole damn thing. I told you guys that. We. I just can't shy away from it. I think she's the perfect fucking TBS champion to start. Interesting. I love all these. Yeah. Like most of these girls are great. I but I think Serena for this I championship mean, is perfect to start. Perfect. Ser- Serena and Ruby would be like an awesome semifinal. Oh, yeah. I think Serena. I think she's she's beating Nyla. Okay, so so you know what? Yeah, that is interesting. If Serena beats Sheeta, she probably is going further than that. If Sheeta wins, though, I like Jacob's prediction a lot. Of, yeah. I like that a lot. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's not bad, no. Because the only thing I don't, like, they've just established Serena as an actual heel on TV. So, like, booking her against Nyla Rose two weeks later is just kind of, to me, that's just weird. I wouldn't do that. Like, I'd have her work Chris, you know? Yeah. There's got to be a reason for that, I feel. But, okay, we'll, we'll circle back. Obviously, Ruby versus Chris, fun baby face match. I could... I wouldn't shock me if Chris won, but I'll be honest, I would be surprised if it was like Ruby's. At I least think Ruby's the won the tournament. So yeah, there you go. So, what do you guys think, Ruby? Yeah, I think Ruby is winning that. Yeah, Ruby. Okay. I think I think Ruby's winning that. Um, I just thought about what I think is going to happen. Okay. Overall, but I don't know if we. I, I don't know if you want me to jump ahead. So we'll no. we'll get there in a second. We're almost there. So. Um, Thunder Rose has got to beat Jay Cargill, guys. I'm sorry. I you agree. Should... I'm not 100 percent sure it's going to happen, but I yeah, agree. I'm with yeah, you. Actually, you know what? I think she is going to beat Jade. It should be a rampage main event, <clears throat> and and she should topple Jade in a really exciting. Is, isn't sprint. it at the pay per view? I believe that's going to be at the pay per view. I believe the uh, the Jaguar which I find really be. interesting because that's they got to fill like a month of TV. Yeah. Closer than you think. Yeah, it is it is getting close. Well, no, I mean, I'm talking about the time between full gear and the championship finals in January. You yeah, only have two matches left yeah. in the tournament, and have that's true. The th- I'm I'm thinking the Thunder Rosa and Jade match is not at the pay per view. Yeah. I think they're just gonna do one match per like TV show, right? Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Which they're and not that's... gonna get to. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm not in favor of putting. I mean, how many matches are there there in this tournament? One, two, three, four. There's eleven because there's twelve people, so eleven have to lose. That came off like I was being really snarky, and I wasn't. I'm sorry, (laughs) but it's always one less than the amount. Yeah. My God. I'm counting fourteen matches. Is my match? I think Thunder's beating Jade, though. I think the final is going to be. Well, I'll get to that. It's 11 matches because there has to be one match that every person loses. You're right. My math is shit. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm glad we settled that. Um, I'm taking Rosa to beat Jade because I can't stomach the other, the alternative. I agree. Uh, Yeah. Because I, like I said, I think Ruby's winning the tournament and Ruby versus uh, Thunder Rosa is a tremendous final to put on that first TBS Dynamite. That's what I think it is. Um, I I can see Serena and Thunder. It's either going to be Serena Thunder and Ruby Thunder, and I'm going Ruby Thunder. Okay, we're being honest. It feels like there's a really good chance they do Rosa and Ruby in the final. Yeah. 
and Ruby goes over because they know that Rose's big, you know, her big finale is beating Brit in two months exactly. of revolution. Yes. That's probably, if we're being honest, like, I don't want to, that's where we're at, right? I think collectively, can we all kind of agree that seems very likely? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems like it, right? Like, you give Ruby the big win of the TBS title, she's a great champion with that because she's over and she can have good matches. And you know that Rosa can have a great match with her in the final. And you know that Rosa has that kind of, that make good, which is even bigger of beating Brit to win the title. That feel, Honestly, I actually think that's a, a strong direction. I just hope that, and I'm actually quietly confident they will. I think these matches like, are going to actually be pretty good. Yeah, I think this tournament's going to be very good. Um, yeah. I just hope the people are with them. Yeah. It'll, depend, it'll, it'll depend on where they are and all that stuff. It'll vary from week to week. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like this bracket. I'm very excited about. Um, uh, if I was going to nitpick, I, I feel like they could have not done buys and, and got a 16. Um, there you go. Um, there you go. Four or five says it's 11 weeks to January 5th, yeah. which would only mean one match per week. Which, well, they'll probably, they'll, yeah, they'll probably, uh, They'll slow it down and do stuff, and yeah, I would imagine that there there will be some weeks where they only do one match, but that seems, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if I like that idea. It feels like that's why I was surprised well, no, because like, the finals is here and they're going to start it this week. Yeah, but they in fairness, do... though, they have to do like the they have to do stuff for tire too. Yeah, like surely they're going to do like the tag match, right? And they yeah, can also, I but... I can almost they'll probably do that. Well, that's a WWE trope, so maybe they won't. But I'm thinking, like, when you get to that final four, then you do some kind of tag match. Yeah, um, I don't think that's a WWE trope. That's just that's just good pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, it works perfectly. Well, I do think yes, I do yes. think there will be a couple of weeks, like before they hit to the January fifth, where they like kind of actually have a little two two week feud between whoever's in the finals. Yes, yeah, there'll be some breaks. Yeah, well, I think Josh is correct to say this. Whatever happens, let's hope they actually have some stories to follow with. Because mm. the last time they did a tournament, the in-ring was really good. And then it ended, everyone was like, well, <laughs> back to square one here, you know? So that hopefully happen? that's the thing. Yeah, like hopefully they can – I don't know. I'm, I'm actually I, – I really think it's a credit to the work they've done building the actual talent pool that this this lineup looks so strong. The issue I mean, is – I, I, I 100% – seriously, they could have done 16. Oh, I agree. But I mean, it's just – in one way, it's like they've done a great job of adding the talent yeah. along the way because Layla's not in there. So, you know, she'd be great. But um, in the same way, I just wish that they all had more TV presence than they do. That's the yeah. only thing, right? Like how many matches has Jamie wrestled? Like two, three. You know, Velvet's been off a little bit from TV. Sheeta, obviously, we know that story. To be fair, most of them have been pretty visible. I'd like, you know, Nyla's obviously been off a lot. But for the most part, I don't know. It's been babysits for the last couple of months. But it does feel like... Um, it does feel like this is a chance for this tournament to make official what we've been kind of speculating for a while, which is they're on the right track. That'd be really nice, I think, wouldn't it? There you go. We still need a dynamite with two women's matches. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Good luck. Wow. That was that was really spiteful, Jeremy. Nine thirty spot every week. Count so, at least. They don't have Swole in the tournament. They don't have Layla Hirsch in the tournament. Who else? They not have? Who else is Rio's missing? over here. I thought for sure she'd be in the tournament. I thought that's why she was here. Rio Mizunami. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that could have been 16. Yeah. 
Wow, that's kind of interesting. Like the more you think about it, it's almost odd they, they didn't do sixteen. 16. <laughs> yeah, they should have. It makes it look it's sort of weird they didn't looking at it now. I don't know. There you go. We managed to turn that positive segment into a negative. Never mind. <laughs> I will say though, in all if, if Jade and Rosa and Thunder Rosa is at full gear, then that um that worries me about the whole tournament because it's gonna be very rushed. Um so hopefully that's not the case. Agreed. Um apparently Riho is in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, Sky Blue was in the package and then she wasn't in the tournament. Fucking promo. <laughs> she to be fair, she lost in like 30 seconds. So yeah. Sports style I mean, presentation. Yeah, in all she actually didn't really have any case to be in the tournament. It's just yeah, she was even part of that video package because yeah. she's a fucking loser. <laughs> hey, shoot, can you remove the bracket now? Because I'm gonna be honest, I can't really see myself. Um thank you. I was that was horrible. I, I was doing late night that. grim blind. It's really awful, Jack. You would have hate to experience what I just had. I couldn't see myself on the screen. It was terrible. Um, Sorry to hear that. Good stuff. There you go. Now, do we have any messages to send to our uh, I'll wait. Our fallen friend, Robert O'Neill? No. We already sent them a message. Are you going to send them more messages? All I got to say is... Like, yep. But, you know, that's what happens when you put foreign chemicals in your body. <laughs> I've got... Guys, I've got... A message to send to Bob O'Neill. Me too. Um, so let me do mine first. Okay. Hey, everybody. I have a Bob O'Neill diss track. Uh, I want to I wanna give out Bob's really been getting on my nerves lately, so I decided I would, uh, I would uh, write a diss track uh, against him. Uh, I, I don't rap very well, so I just decided to write it in a poem and just read it out. Uh, so, uh, so here we go. A few months back, I joined the late night grin, but there was a WWF fan, Bob, which is a cardinal sin. He spends most of his time speaking in puns. To be honest, I'd rather have the runs. I bet he wears big dorky sneakers and listens to Brock's theme on his big Bob speakers. Tune in tonight for more grinning. As we all bury Bob about AEW winning. The best that part was about that was like we could see Oracle on the screen next to the big video of Oracle. <laughs> now, I do have some news, guys, unfortunately. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. I believed Rob O'Neill when he informed us that he had actually um, suffered an adverse reaction to his shots. Uh, <laughs> but I've just been informed that Brock Lesnar has been suspended from the World Wrestling Federation tonight. And suddenly Definitely. Bob's absence has a whole different context. I, I don't I don't understand these WWF fans. Yesterday, Bob saw that I was watching the Crown Jewel, right? The Crown Jewel, yes, Bret Hart. So he hits me up and he goes Sorry. Hold, hear on. That. hold on, let me see. He goes, Brock's beating Roman, isn't he? I remember and I, I, I sat back for a second and I thought, <laughs> motherfucker, I don't even watch this fucking show and I know Brock Lesnar is not winning this match. How in the whole fuck are you seriously asking me that question right now? No! <laughs> but, like, I don't even watch the shows. I was just, there was nothing else on. I mean, if golf tournament if the pga tour was not in japan i would have been watching golf 
But I sat there and I'm like, well, all right. You know what? There's absolutely nothing else to watch. Let's get some laughs. Turn on the peacock. Let's just watch this. He's like, yeah, Brock's beating Roman, isn't he? What? So this be really honest with why Bob was so worried about this. because, And I love this for Bob because he's, he's just adorable. Bless him. <laughs> He did not want his friends to be mean about Brock Lesnar on Twitter, and he knew that would happen if Brock won the World Heavyweight title. And I respect that so much. (laughs) Even though it's so cowardly and embarrassing, I completely get what he means. His Twitter timeline would have just been hate for Brock Lesnar. He doesn't want that. He wanted Brock to lose instead. So he was fretting, Jack. You see, he was very concerned. I just, I, I was blown away that he, he, I'm like, because I'm dead serious. I was like, I don't even, I, I know what's going to happen. How, how can you? I, I, <laughs> like, no, Brock Lesnar's not winning this match. They're they're going to find some dumb fuck away to get out of this. But fair, agree with this also, Chris. Um, mm. Okay, guys, um, we've hit the one twelve mark. Oh, so we're we're going to debut our new segment. Um, we've got a late night grin halftime show. Oh, Oh, embedded. Um, Here we go, folks. I'm not doing this. I am not doing this. Nope. Nope. Not doing it. Oh, God bless. That was all shit. Too. Wow. I thought, I thought the shoot was going to just do like you two. Oh, Joe Froze. I, I, when, when that countdown was playing and I could see Shoot removing everybody, yeah. and Jack Crosby on there, I was like, oh, like Jack has no Matt, idea. Matt, I got, I, I got angry at something the other day. I don't know, something happened. But I sat back and I thought, wow, I am not nearly as mad about this that happened to me in my life. As Matt and I were that night, we watched the like it hit me like I was like I am not nearly as angry as Matt and I were on that night, dude. I actually um, people don't understand how mad we were, dude. Yeah, it's great. If we want to, we want to go into how vain I am. I actually listened to some of that show today at work. Oh, yeah, wow. Well, okay, that's next level. It's all. It's an all timer because Joe, you just fucking. Laugh the entire time. I'd done like six hours audio. Yes, that, that was your marathon. Joe, day. You Joe do your own such, marathon stream. Joe was just such a good friend that he's like, I'm gonna let my buddies. Yeah, just, I'm just gonna give them a platform. Sure. To be fair, that though, he been... like subtly buries us the entire time for watching the show. I do. <laughs> I, well, that, that was deserved. That's what good friends do. They keep it honest. Let's be real. Yeah, that's fair. Professional wrestling show that goes on after Dark Side of the Ring is definitely not something any of you watching. Never. 100,000 people watch stuff about death in fresh wrestling and said, fuck this wrestling like, do, stuff, do I'm out of here. Do, do you realize how much of a scar you have to leave on me, right? <laughs> I, I, I saw a tweet about MLW today. I don't know, fucking Alex Shelley's wrestling in that tournament for the National Heavyweight yes. title. 
If you tell me I can watch Alex Shelley do the professional wrestling, I will fucking watch it. I don't give a shit where it is because Alex Shelley rules. I looked at that tweet and went, nope, go fuck yourselves. Well, we're going to do this again. We're just going to do MLW slander for the next three hours. No, I'm, I'm done. I, I actually have, have a bit. single MLW match in my life. No, do I, oh, I have a bit, guys. Um, earlier on, our friend Robert O'Neill brought to my attention uh, this fantasy booking fiasco on social media. I don't know if you guys saw it, where someone put together a dream card of the World Wrestling Federation oh, and the yeah. All Elite Fleet, and it featured matches such as Brian Cage versus Brock Lesnar. Um, <laughs> what? What? Yeah, it was a real thing. There was also, and listen, I love Ricky Starks. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. Him and Damian Priest being the big Ricky Starks match. He's very sad about the world. That tells you a lot about the RBF. Um, But anyway. Edge versus Christian for some reason. I would like. Danielson wasn't even on that. Yeah, that was the biggest, my biggest thing. Danielson wasn't even. Are you about to say you want us to book a WWE versus eight? Yes, I am. As a family. As a family. I'm just going to sit here. Well, do I I'm do just, I sit, do I say Brock and Wardlow or do we just see, know? Could I, I just say, say something? See the professional in the room. See Jack Crosby steps up immediately with a suggestion, and we get the ball yeah. rolling here. He's Crosby. better at this than me. That's admitted. My reply to Bob <laughs> earlier was that I would not book this show. I don't want to see that show. I have no interest in that. I don't think you're going to see it. <laughs> well, but if AW wins every match, then I'm on board. Oh God bless. Okay, so Jack wanted to do Wardlow and Brock. Yeah, uh, I would like, like to. I would like to throw out um, WWE oh Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch against AEW Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. <laughs> That's disgraceful <laughs> to tread all over Crosby's suggestion like that just to pop yourself. That's venomous. That's spiteful. Oh uh, fuck! You say spineful? Spite, spite. Okay. <clears throat> I just want to see Ty Conti versus Liv Morgan. No reason. Good lord. That probably happened, didn't it? Probably, yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. Probably in like a tent in Largo. I, I, I actually want to do this. So how many matches? Thank are we doing? you, Jeremy. Thank how you. Many, how many matches are we doing? I don't fucking know. Let's get one on the board first. <laughs> Hook. Hook versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> the Bunny versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Ty Conti versus Tyler Black. <laughs> See, we book differently if we have to finish, right? If we can do the <laughs> It's a different thing altogether then. QT Marshall's beating Roman Reigns in the center of the ring yeah. <laughs> with a fucking diamond cut. <laughs> well, okay. we put some thought into this. Listen, the format got tore up like a Russo show. We were going to do a draft. I didn't fucking think of anything to talk about. What do you want me to do here? This is literally what we do every week, Jeremy. Yeah, we no, were I'm saying Joseph wants to do this big AEW WWE card, and then it immediately turned into well, it's, what it turned into. It's like he forgot I'm on this show. Like I was going to be on okay. board with this idea. Come on, guys. This this rally together here. We're only an hour and 20 in this. Give them at least another like, half an hour of wrestling talk before we start just putting ourselves over for the last hour and a half, right? Let's come on this least. See, like, it Chris the, like Chris in the chat. Like, they're, like you got to have fun with it. Like Bucks versus Usos. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> just buried poor Chris in the chat. <laughs> no Come shit. On. You gotta have some play. Like, do you think we're throwing out serious shit here? We should. He's right. Chris should be on the show. He's he's doing it right. It's just CM Punk versus Vince McMahon. Oh, uh, wouldn't that that just go like the Brett match, right? Punk would refuse to work that this show. With the chair. Dolph Ziggler versus oh, yeah. Cody Rhodes. 
That was one of the actual booked matches, wasn't it? Bobby Roode versus what's, what's, Sean what's Spears. What's the name of the group with uh, Cesar Bononi and uh, Dolph Brother? The Massive uh, Hawkman. Those guys versus New Day. Wow. <laughs> wow. See, that's good shit. That's what I'm looking for. You know, that's folks, what I'm looking for. Eddie Kingston versus Bobby Lashley. There you go. That would that's, fucking rule. That would be fucking awesome, yes. Um, FTR, only one at home right FTR now. FTR versus the Nusa. The Nusas. The Usos. <laughs> Jimmy Uso and Xavier Woods, the new size. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now look. Didn't they wrestle each other? Did that not happen? Yeah, yeah. a shit ton of times. They did that thing where they like... They had back oh, cream and yeah, all that shit. Yeah. Oh, really bad. Asses itched or whatever. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Um, I want everyone at home right now to look around them and understand this is what you're going to be getting a couple weeks when I depart from this program. Um, oh, I've got plans, Joseph. Oh, boy. Okay, what kind of can we do a I'm show? Not we just tell you because then you'll come on the show. You need to take your break. I I, I found out I, I I figured out one plan for my for my show, and it's for my show. It's it's terrible, but it's great. And, it pop, and I popped myself when I thought of it. We're gonna have okay. like nine people on the show. I've got big plans. Oh, Oracle's means about his wrestling promotion. Yeah, right. I thought he was referring to the late night grin as he, just like my show. I was fair. I was just going to let that go. <laughs> yeah, Luther's got to be someone big. Seth would be better, though. Tyler Black would be better. Yeah. Anyway, guys, anyone, anything else to add to this this uh, fantasy booking session? What if it was WWE versus MLW? Fuck you. <laughs> TJP. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give away one of my, um, one of my bits. Yeah. That I, that I produced in my fantasy booking session earlier this morning was that Jacob Fatu will be managed by a man, like an interchangeable local professional wrestler who we call we call Bolt Cower every week on television. <laughs> and he changes identity on every show. That's a great I saw, idea. I, well, I saw that Cody quote or whatever where he's like, I know who Jacob Fatu is. And I, I, the, my first thought was, well, I hope you do. Where did that come from? He said in an interview with. Yeah, he um, said in an interview about like uh, knowing the landscape of pro wrestling in a sense. He's like, and he was like, for example, I know Jake. I know yeah. who Jacob Fatu is. Like, it's like, all right, man. Well, I don't know who he is. So, Cody's ahead of me. Okay, he's, um, he's the NWA World Champion in Joseph's territory. Is he? Oh Wasn't no! He yeah, WCW champion. WCW, yeah, yeah, WCW. That was a different time before they released 150 wrestlers in two years. <laughs> hey guys, how are you guys doing tonight? 18 months to be exact, actually. <laughs> what did I say? Two years. Oh, sorry, everyone. Well, in fairness, now in fairness, um, 18 months would actually fall short of the initial date, I believe. We're being really technical about it, right? That'd be like the, around the 20th of April. So, wow, he just told just you to fucking, go fuck yourself. Man. Yeah, hey, take that, take that. The Oracle of Wrestling, Ooh. fucking Oracle, Oracle of what? Sports Entertainment, all shit. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> top okay. dollar for yeah. What's what's that top dollar guy's deal? He's part of the like Robert O'Neill section of Twitter. <laughs> I don't like him. Yeah, I don't like him. I don't like. You that don't like him. Like he's him. gonna be the new top guy. He's gonna beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Jack Crosby, you know, is hotter than Top Dollar. Only. I, I don't know. It, it's just I don't know. A main roster guy, just who just got called up, and immediately deciding to just take these like the, it seems kind of like 
look at me to Bruce Pritchard. Like, look at this. Yeah, fuck those guys. He did a show where he like what? went around and found WWE treasures. Like he's all the way there, brother. Yeah, he's I not, know, because yeah. for some he, reason he's supposed to be like fraud. a bootlicker. No, he's but supposed like, to be the singles push guy out of the group, right? Not Swerve. Are you fucking kidding me? They're teaming. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Apparently they're teaming someone Swerve and Adonis. Looked at, and Tom someone Dalva. looked at fucking Shane Strickland and said, "You're not the singles guy." No, no he's in the tag team. Singles guy. He's only little, Jack. How can you push little guy in 2021? Wow. That was the same story where Shotzi Blackheart was revealed that she would be a heel, which is one yeah. of the best ones ever. Because my timeline has been filled by fucking lunatics telling me that she'd be the top baby face in the promotion for <laughs> listen, last year. Listen, 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 guys. They did a fucking title swap tonight to close the show. They did, Two Strickland women stood in the ring and they, and, they uh, and, and, they, and they switched belts. I, yeah, that was I swear, I shit you not on the CBS podcast when we still did the pro wrestling thing. The day after Shane Strickland signed with them, I was on the show with Brian Campbell and he was tight because he knew about him. And I said, I am so scared because Shane is ridiculously good. And I usually don't give a shit if WWE fucks people up. I didn't want them to fuck up Shane Strickland. Well, here we are. He'll be fine. Get the fuck out of here. Apparently, He'll guys. be fine. People are not happy. He'll with be fine the, uh, when, when, you know, Nick Khan, Nick Khan sees, you know, in two years or something that he gets paid, you know, one cent too much and then they fire him. Wow, this show's taking a real turn here, guys. Um, you know, that no, title that legit thing. Like, that's one of the few that legit bothers me because Shane is fucking amazing. Shane's a bit top to bottom. Pro, Shane is amazing. Yeah, he's really good. And you're just, you, you get him up there and you go, <laughs> you're the tag team guy. The title swap segment was so bad tonight that it appeared that even most bootlickers just yeah. stood down the troops. I, I saw the tweet before the show. How did that go down? How, how did that go? They well, just threw the titles at each other and they picked cool. them up. And then Sasha came out and she kind of hit Charlotte Flair. According to uh, bootlicker Sean Ross Sapp, people were not happy. What do you mean? Like. This is what he said on here. I'll move my mic and I'll set this up. This better not be a story where like they didn't want to do the segment. And they still went out and did it like fucking bootlickers. I mean, I don't know if like they didn't want to do the segment and they went out and did it, but uh, here's what he said on the post. Okay, we're gonna have audio here. Are you gonna just read? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which one's gonna get us sued? We are not affiliated with Fightful.com. What the fuck does that mean? He's getting messages about how this segment went so, down. So something did happen. So something did happen with Charlotte tonight. Yeah. Yeah, but the something happened. I oh, hope so. no, Boy. no, you don't need these. <laughs> fuck these. <laughs> no. She's not going to quit. It's fine, Joe. It's fine. Pick it on me, shoot. Let's get Bob on the horn. Make him come on here. Oh, imagine having Bob as Charlotte Flair correspondent, Rob O'Neill. <laughs> Charlotte, Charlotte went backstage and flipped the TV to every fucking TV to Andrade's match. Okay. See, here's where I'm built different. He's like, if I had won 14 titles in four years, I'd have just gone, I'm not doing the segment. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I'm, you know, I'm an outlaw in that sense. Yeah. And listen, Charlotte, I probably Charlotte would. Is- Charlotte at this point has definitely earned the that doesn't work for me, pal. 
Yeah, like, don't do it. What are they going to do, fire you? I think Becky's, like, earned that, too. Yeah, well, Becky's Becky actually over. Yeah. Yeah. She's an actual Becky. star. Becky like, has Both of them should just be like, hey. They should have just, yeah, this. they should have just looked at Bruce or whomever and said, absolutely fucking not. Oh, God, the private chat. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, come on now, guys. I was trying to get this program on the on the straight and narrow over here. Hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, don't. No, let's leave it there. All right. Um, <clears throat> folks, what do you guys think? Charlotte players quit the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> Bra- breaking news. As per a DM I've just received from the Oracle of Wrestling, <laughs> who does have sources. This is awful, awful speculation taking place right now. He's close friend with Mick Foley's son. Wow. What an incredible lie that was. That was like really well done. It was good stuff. <laughs> oh, man. I hope she fucking quit. Tonight. Jack. Oh, Jack, I hope she quit. Jack, I hope she fucking You know quit. what? Jack. Jack, stay there. I'm getting rid of everyone else. Jack. This is going to happen, okay? None of these guys are going to join me for our Ring of Honor podcast every week. You're going to have to do it. They won't do it. It's you and I, pal. We, we can do this. Forget Charlotte Flair. Forget AEW. When she comes, I leave the fleet. They're not going to come with me. You're going to have to. We can talk about Homicide and Jay Lee. Well, maybe not Jay Lee. Homicide and... Gresham. Um, Gresham. That's a what good a- deal. All right, I'm in. Okay, good. Right. Right. I don't think they heard. I, I don't have any patience for those fucking cowards. <laughs> Great timing. <laughs> Imagine you- that. Like, like she signs to AEW, gets the all-league graphic, and the next day the grin just completely rebrands. <laughs> Honor is real. <laughs> the honor is real round table. It'll be nice. I'll do as. the New Japan Strong Show. <laughs> oh, that would rule. So. Matt, Matt, Matt comes out you here. Know, oh, listen, 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 brother, listen, brothers, we're going to talk about filthy Tom Lawler. <laughs> Imagine shoot doing like a solo strong podcast. <laughs> strong. Just two hours of you sitting there talking to yourself about New Japan. Shoot, go at those forearms from Chris Dickinson. My God. Uh, buddy, Jack, Buddy Matthews is going there. I'm really going to yeah. watch this show. This isn't a bit. <laughs> now, talking about it probably is a bit. Can Me doing my own show would be incredible because I would still do all my bits and just laugh at them by myself. <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> Matt's sitting there eating fucking Skyline chili. <laughs> Taking a bite, wiping his mouth, going, all right, so... Yep, four people watching. But <laughs> oh, wait till God I do my USFL podcast, Jack. Oh, brother, spring football, baby! You want to come on that with us, buddy? I'm in. Oh, hell I'm yeah. in. It's spring football. Come on, yeah. Don't forget, we had. Don't forget, CBS Sports has. We we had the rights to the alliance. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Hey guys, I'm so mad right now. <laughs> are we are we all going to just sit here on the air until like the news breaks? The Charlotte Flair has left officially. Yes. So we... I, I am. I shit you not. I keep looking at my tweet deck for that. I swear. Jeremy, can you, ask I Sean? To... can you ask? Can you ask? Please get on the yeah. TL. Is the TL like filled with shit like this right now? Please just tell me she quit. I'm going to check my favorite WWF enemies timelines right now. See what their takes are on the whole thing. <laughs> Okay, this will be interesting. Yeah, even the biggest bootlickers didn't like that segment tonight, which is always telling because they like, you know, 
Jeremy, you'll get this one. The one in the chat. I hope Charlotte in AEW is just her pretending to be Prime Fedor. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, fucking Fedor's fighting tomorrow. God, no. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I we can't talk about this. We can't bury this. Well, they, we did, this. they did this big thing like they always do. Because I think it's... A, love Bellator. I think it's incredible how they treat Fedor like he's fucking 2006 Fedor. I love it. I love it. And they're like, we got this big announcement about Fedor. It's just fucking, a flat. Fucking Tim Johnson. And they're like, but but it's going to be a rush. Okay. I'm like, I don't care where it is. Now, seriously, Joe, I don't know how much you can talk about this because like, I understand that your, you know, affiliations and such. But do you remember when like, Bellator first got co-crin? It was clear they were trying to like climb this big. And then there it feels like they've just settled completely into just being like, they're just content, right? Like there's no, there seems to be no buzz no, around that. No, Joseph. See, here's the, here's the thing. And maybe uh, Jeremy, I don't know how, I know you watch UFC. I don't know how much Bellator you watch. And yeah, we exactly. do have the partnership with Bellator. Yeah. Bellator can be um, a little frustrating at times because Indeed. The, the young, <laughs> the young talent that they have in that promotion is really good. Like yeah. they really do. You know what? It, Bellator really is. Wow. What an incredible moment that was here live on, on the show. Why didn't shoot mute Jack Crosby? I didn't. Jack, you're muted, pal. You've I'm, I'm reading my phone, I promise. Okay. <laughs> no, Jack? They're like, uh, hang on, hang um, on. Your, your mic has switched. Yeah, uh, I think your mic. mic's like turned off or something. All right. <laughs> Wow, this difference in sound always bots me on Jack's box. This is the best episode of The Grin ever. I actually oh, agree. God. It's tremendous. There you go. Carol. Yeah. Yeah. You sound about Bellator. No, that's better. But no. There you go. But it, no. But, but Bellator is like that wrestling promotion that has these youngsters. You know they could turn them into superstars if they play their cards right. And they just never do. Yeah. They just they just never did. Like there's this young kid there, this young featherweight named Aaron Pico. Like he's one. He like thank God he got back on track. But he was this up and coming stud, right? I remember when he got upset. Yeah, I remember his fucking second fight. They threw him in there with a guy he should not have been in the cage with. He got fucking steamrolled. Like yeah. it, even though it's legit fighting, the UFC like MMA promotions can do this. Where you you have yeah. to give them the losers for like ten fights. That's what just like boxing, boxing, just like yeah, boxing exactly, yeah. does. You have yeah. to give them the losers. Everybody's just like, no, let's do this. Like, oh, you're going to ruin this and you're going to lose out on millions of dollars. You know, what you're going to do is Jack and I are just going to talk about combat sports for a while here, guys. Um, Dylan White, that pullout is interesting, huh? You see, like, the details of that stuff? No, like, I didn't see the details. It's not in the timeline, but I didn't see the details. So he's basically mandatory. So, like, he's fighting Fury next. So, he's this, this fight's no longer getting rescheduled. And what was really interesting about it was like his head coach was promoting the fight an hour before the news broke that he was injured and pulled out of the fight. So I'm not saying he's not injured, but like <laughs> I am so I am so hype for when we finally get Fury versus Usyk in 2025. Yeah, that's the great stuff. Is that's actually what like, it's going to be a man. We had to wait so long. Anyway, that's enough. That no one likes boxing here. Okay, guys, what do you want to talk about? Because my my big topic of the evening was assassinated, unfortunately. Sorry. What was that? The World Wrestling Federation battling the All Elite Fleet. I remember. I think the last thing Matt wants to talk about is World Wrestling Federation. That's not that's true. I should have known better. I do have a big topic that I mentioned to Matt the other day, but I don't know if this is the timing for it, to be honest with you. Um, 
It was going to be about our consumption of professional wrestling and how we deal with the the news of, of professional wrestling ratings, which I'm going to be honest doesn't feel particularly relevant right now as we sit here and speculate on Charlotte Flair fighting the World Wrestling Federation. Honestly, I had I had I had a, I've had a thought about that sort of related to this, and I and, and I'll share it. Okay. Um. So we always hear about like the casual viewer, the casual wrestling fan. You know, it's like. I have one friend of mine who have one one childhood friend of mine who I would probably classify as kind of a casual fan, but those fans don't don't exist anymore. They've dwindled and dwindled and dwindled in the last twenty years. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the people, casuals. the people that are coming back to wrestling and watching Dynamite and stuff like that, are the lapsed hardcore fans. There's a difference. Um, hmm. Those are the fans that. Uh, we see on Twitter that occasionally we'll, we'll tweet or the people you see on a message board. Um, they're the ones who are coming back and watching. The lapsed hardcore fans, the tape traders, um, people like that. Right. It's the lapsed hardcore fans that Tony Khan is getting back to watch wrestling. And WWE is trying to get all audiences and it's a mistake one they don't do it well and two they were pretty responsible for destroying the casual fan base anyways right um the casual fan doesn't really exist anymore they exist but they're so few and far between it's if if you know the the, the any sort of increase in viewership is a like I said, most likely a lapsed hardcore fan who's turning it turning it on, because this this it's not it's not a uh, um, and I say that because I've seen people who were really down on wrestling who I knew was hardcore is on the message boards and stuff. Yes, who are actually watching AEW every week. Right, that's the people that are like yeah, because they didn't have a major right. league promotion that wasn't WWE, right? right. Almost is it? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know these people. You know, they 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 like some independent. Some of them may have gotten into Japan for a year or two, um, or you know, or or whatever. But right. yeah, that's that's. I know it's like not, but that's kind of like something I thought about. I was like, you know, there's the the like there there are like new fans, but they aren't really new fans. They're just they're they're old fans. Right. That are kind of coming back to watching modern wrestling. That's that's kind of what I think is going on. If that's kind of related to, to to what you were saying, I think. So we can have this conversation. I don't know if um, I don't know if you guys are in on this, but I think it is interesting. The 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 thing about the casual fan, I think we all actually kind of agree on, right? I think that's a good point on your part, though. That like there are some wrestling fans that consider themselves big wrestling fans and just stop watching modern wrestling that have since changed that with AEW's, you know, sends. I think that's a, that's a good point. The thing that I was kind of um, I wanted to tap into was every time we talk about ratings in professional wrestling, we all preface it with, "Well, I don't care about ratings," you know. Well, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. But and I realised on Monday when we all sat around the screen and and just popped huge at the World Wrestling Federation being toppled by the mighty All Elite Fleet, that I actually, as much as I preface it always by saying I don't care about ratings, I clearly do to some extent because that that news actively popped me. <laughs> Like, I legitimately that night was popping just consistently at the thought of the bunny tying Brock Lesnar in a segment. 
Um, it's funny. Yeah. So yeah, I guess funny. I wanted to like, where are you guys at on that whole kind of, because you know, you have some people that just get really mad whenever there's ratings talk, right? You fucking dog scare off the timeline. And it's like, that always seemed extreme to me. But I do feel myself increasingly following that part of the business. And does that make me a, a fucking nerd? I don't know. Where are you guys at on that? I don't think it makes you a nerd. I think it makes you a nerd if you like um, live and die by it or like, yeah. uh, you know, or like, let's say, for example, you know, you ch- every every Thursday you check the dynamite number, which I, I usually do, honestly. What I don't do is then, you know, if the dynamite dumb numbers down 150,000 viewers, um, I don't then make like a thread of why that happened and why it's not a big deal. Yes. There's a big difference um, there. Yeah. That that's the part where you go a little bit too far. I think I will say, um, doesn't impact. It doesn't affect my enjoyment of the product. Any people do that too. Um, I don't think that's as widespread, but you do see it. Like, why is this match on? This isn't going to do well. I don't care about that. That doesn't, um, I think the thing that happened last Friday was a special circumstance. Um, That's a little different than, you know, because that was basically um, WWE fucking with them. And uh, Tony called his shot and then actually pulled it off. I mean, it was, it would be hard not to care about that one, I think, because there were so many like levels to that. You saw those tweets though, right? Of like, get this ratings talk off my timeline, losers. It's like, yeah. I don't generally, know. generally, when you see those tweets, it's because yeah, a huh. certain side didn't do very well. Um, you they didn't got them too. like, yeah, uh, that was a big thing on the Wednesday when the uh, Wednesday night war was a real thing. Is you know, when when NXT won, you saw a bunch of tweets. I saw a bunch of tweets on my timeline, and when they lost, it was why are we talking about this? Um, and now, and right. now those now those same people they look at their timelines and they see the ratings talk and they say, "Don't play in my face." Um, the yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, AEW is still a startup in a lot of ways. Like, I, I mean, I think look, I think it's human nature to have like natural a reinforcement of something you like. <clears throat> I agree. I think that's a human nature thing to have people be, you know, you want the thing you or well, I guess there's some people who don't want the thing they like to be popular. That that would be like the hipsters, but most people want the thing that they like to do well. Here's what's interesting about professional wrestling. And I, I didn't ever think of this until we were having a conversation. Shoot, it may have been off the air, I don't know. But I've been playing with this a little bit in my mind because I think it is fun. Absolutely yeah, we are nerds. I'm just, you know. Some people think like you're lesser than for talking about the ratings. You've seen that stuff. It's weird. What's interesting about professional wrestling is if I love an album and it didn't sell, it doesn't affect my enjoyment. If I love a film and it did bad at the box office, it doesn't affect my enjoyment. It may limit the sequels and follow-ups to those pieces of art, but it doesn't affect my enjoyment. What is interesting about professional wrestling, and AEW hasn't suffered from this, but it is a thing, is a commercial failure in professional wrestling can result in a much inferior product because as we all know when a promotion is cold it's very hard to heat that thing up yeah and when you know i, I use this as an example because everyone knows i like their product ring of honor 
brother, they could have the greatest Jonathan Gresham match in the world. They're going to sit there in silence almost and watch it. Like they're, they're not now by comparison, AEW being a commercial success and being so popular and being so hot right now is what allows a junior docento six man tag to become like red hot and exciting. It's what allows Bobby Fish to come in and feel fun and fresh again because the promotion is hot. So I guess I wanted to like, that's something I hadn't thought of before because I was always the guy that was like, well, oh, it's, you know, whatever. But like, it is a real thing in that sense, right? Like, Impact Wrestling's product has definitely been hurt by the fact that no one in the audience gives a shit about it consistently <laughs> for years, you know? Is that this is borderline like a chicken egg? Yes. We're very right. close to that line of like, is it, you know, is it, is it cold because the ratings are bad or, the, you know what I mean? Like, it's, um, no, you're absolutely right. But like, so to, to kind of, cause you, that's a perfect point, but to kind of, paint this picture more fully like you know when a product reboots like we've seen impact have done 101 reboots yeah. let's be honest they're digging out of a hole aren't they they're never going to get out of the hole right. they're just rebooting over and over again it's like you could come in we can get the book in ring of honor tomorrow and do this really exciting revamp but if the people in the audience have yet to adjust to said revamp how hot does that thing feel yeah or is that a case yeah. of to your point shoot is it that good of a revamp if they're not reacting to it right. i don't know it's interesting right it's I don't a know. hard. Flip Allen flies WCW fucking ruled. So <laughs> it did, but see, here's the thing, and WCW is an interesting example. Is like maybe I don't know how it's fry. It's fry. I think you're right. Um, the Bill Watts thing is really interesting, right? Like Watts did a lot of terrible stuff in many, many ways, but creatively, he there was definitely a lot of signs he was just out of touch. But there was there were certain things he would do philosophy-wise, that I think have aged pretty well. Like, in the way that he would do the sports thing and the way he would frame his shows. But it's very clear in, in 1992 that, like, that audience actually doesn't give a shit about any of, <laughs> of the stuff he's doing. The point. Like, you know, the, the Dr. Death stuff and Goldie, like, the crowds don't enjoy that at all. No. The, the, one of the best examples I can think of is Havoc 92, where the audience just, they just, that Philly crowd projects the whole program. They reject the whole thing from start uh, to finish. Yeah. I and I get why he did, but I I vividly remember whatever I was eight nine years old. I remember I remember Watts coming on WCW television yeah. and giving those giving the rules, the, the top rope disqualification. Took but the top rope disqualification. Even as an eight nine year old kid, I'm like, what? Yeah. I, no, I get like as when when I became an adult and they explained the psychology of yeah but you know that but I was like exactly. still like I was an 8 9 year old I was like why can't they jump but off the top rope that's a perfect like, example is, of it like stupid yeah. artistically I kind of respect some of the shit he did where he tried to like ground the product and make because there's some this man like the way that their product was built with the kind of meat and potatoes in ring it allowed a guy like Jake Roberts to fill at home in 1992 in ring like it was a weird time and I, resp I artistically it pops me some of it but Jack's the perfect example of why it was a complete commercial failure because the audience in attendance didn't want to see that shit. And even to a point, like when he was like, the pads come off the, you know, it's just straight yeah. crowd. They fall, they're falling on concrete. And even then I was confused. And as an adult, I'm like, well, that seemed rather dangerous. Yeah. I don't think you should have done that. You know, we've seen, I'm going to give you an example of modern WWE. Dolph and Seth had those raw matches for the IC title that were like, look, all just bits aside, we dunk on Seth Rollins, Tyler Black. They had like good matches for this belt. And they get themselves this Iron Man match, right? 
Like, I vividly remember kind of talking myself into this being being fun because they had good TV matches and they were long matches they were having on TV. Especially there was one Raw main event that was like 20 or 25 minutes. It was good. Yeah, and then they get to this Iron Man and, you know, it becomes suddenly clear this crowd actually doesn't give a shit about this at all. <laughs> and like, right, and then this just goes back to the, the deal you just said, shoot, of you could argue if they do a better first 10 minutes, the audience is into it more. You could also argue that that match fell on its ass because at the core, people just didn't really want to see it at that point in the show. And I think WWE has consistently been an example of a cold product where, and we've all been the bootlicker, so I'll talk to myself, but I think you can all relate. Maybe not you, Jeremy, but the rest of the guys can. There have been matches on WWE pay-per-views that I'd talk myself into being red hot, and the match, the bell rings, and the crowd's just sitting there, and I'm like, well, you know, it's just an interesting, and I think, you know, the chicken and egg deal is a perfect response, but... It is an interesting deal. There's definitely a correlation, I think, between quality and the the live attendance kind of passion. And again, they fuel each other. It's interesting. Wrestling sucks. Oh, come on now. <laughs> no, it, that point in the show. I don't know. I, like, I think some of my favorite wrestling matches ever wouldn't work in an empty building. That's well, not yeah. how I watch wrestling. Exactly. But, but any good wrestling sound, match works but hang on, in an empty but building. As silly as it sounds, we just watch matches in an empty building. Yeah, and most it, of them but, sucked. But it really says something that I didn't fully take a step back and really ask myself, why am I still watching WWE until they started doing their bullshit with no people in the arena? And I'm dead serious about that. Like, that's See, not a bit or anything. Last year, I gave up because when I saw that shit without people, and I said, I, I, literally, I cannot do this anymore. Because this is they, dumb. That's fair. That's absolutely fair, and they're they're in ring. I understand that completely, but like this, be fair. There was a lot of professional wrestling that, that was fine in it in an empty building. Like AEW those, mostly fine. Yeah, the pure rules matches were almost helped by See, it. A- a- Volta AEW. and Ilya, Volta and Ilya, man, they like that's a yeah, classic match in an empty, a completely yeah. empty studio. AEW was at least smart enough to put wrestlers around ringside, right. and so there was at least a semblance of an and audience there. sure. And yeah, it helped AEW that Tony has that amphithe- literal amphitheater that he was like, now yeah. wait a minute. Like they're in a warehouse, but look, if we put the ring in Daly's place, that's going to look a lot cooler and we'll just set up shop here. Whereas WWE looked like they were in a literal fucking warehouse. But yeah. there's great professional wrestling. I guess what I'm trying to get is great professional wrestling is drama. And there was still a lot of professional wrestlers that figured out how to have that drama in matches with no people in the building. Not all, but some. Now, we said earlier we thought Christian and Kenny was the best Rampage match ever. I don't want to see that shit without 10,000 people screaming 100%, and cheering. 100%. The crowd right. would be part of it. Right. But does that make the match lesser? I don't think so. That's just the way that a Christian Cage is more traditional. That's how he works, right? He's trying to get the people more. Does that make sense? This goes back to, uh, you know, that thing, the, the stuff everyone got mad at Roman about last week. We talked about this off air. Um my biggest issue with his whole rant, whatever, was not any of the shots at AEW. It was him not understanding the crowd being important. Because, you know, of course, that's what they... That's Yeah, I don't, nobody in WWE thinks the crowd's important. They think they ruin stories with their chants yeah, and stuff. The crowd is like a major character on the television show, if you have a good product. Like, the crowd will... Um, you know, if you put on a like, for example, especially with AEW, we'll, we'll use that as an example because one, we're we're more familiar with it, and two, the crowd is actually good most of the time there. Yeah. 
when a crowd is dead for an AEW match, it takes me out of the match because I'm so used to the crowd being into something. Um, and there are many times where a crowd will take something to another level in AEW. Absolutely. The perfect example is that six man yep. last week, which I'm sure was fine, but it was a blast live, right? Yeah, like the audience. Yeah. yeah. With the crowd made it like incredible. Yeah. Now, if, you know, if the crowd had just kind of been there and, and did, you know, minor, I'm sure it still would have been fine, but it wouldn't have been what it was. Um, the crowd is a major part of the show to the idea that they're not important and like, or that like his thing was that, that the crowd is the main character on AW. I'm not sure I a hundred percent agree with that, but even if that's true, I don't see how that's an insult. That's a good thing. Well, this is what happens when you work for a company that makes an alarming amount of their income from business to business. Yes. Yes. They no longer care about the crowds. They never really did. But now that you're making an enormous amount of your income through business to business transactions, I mean, what fucking doesn't matter? You're still going to make millions of fucking dollars. Who cares? I said it. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 it doesn't matter. And and the the the, the most ironic thing, man. About, it's not a wrestling company anymore. Sorry, but, Zach, go ahead. Oh, WWE is not a wrestling. Yeah, it's it's it hasn't resembled a wrestling company. People in get so years. mad at me when I say WWE is not professional wrestling. Yeah. I'm sorry, and they get. And say, I said, mm-hmm. and, and I don't get the WWE fans because like they're they're leader, they're almighty. Vince McMahon fucking hates professional wrestling. He hates that this makes him billions of dollars. It makes him sick to his stomach that he's a billionaire because of pro wrestling. Nick Khan said we don't use that word here in a in an interview with whoever that was. <laughs> and the thing is, like Alarming. with Roman, with yeah. Roman, like Matt, you said Roman not getting the part about the crowd. The most ironic is like Roman Reigns is great. There's I'm not for a set. Roman Reigns is an all time great. Mm-hmm. He fucking is. Like when I'm Roman, not sure if I, I agree with all time, but okay. Uh, he's an all well, Roman. I, I absolutely. I'm not. I'm not. Already. I don't. Really, I'm going to sound like I'm insulting him, and I don't. And there's a thing the, we're doing right now he, that like Roman's on an all time run, and I don't think that's true at all. But he, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, but he, but he, right. even if that's true, man, even if that's true, and that's your, he still has so much of a road ahead of him. Right. But when all is said and done, when we talk about Roman Reigns, one of the main things we're going to talk about is his relationship with the fans. That defines Roman Reigns and where he's gotten to to this point. His relationship right. with the fans. That's another chicken egg thing. Yes. Exactly is is Roman's opinion because the fans did this to him or did they do this to him because that's always been his so opinion? There are matches that Roman had that escaped the kind of um, ceiling that the audience's disdain presented so for example the first brock match there is such a level of physicality there and the story is strong enough that that does not get limited by the crowd not liking roman reigns right he kind of wins them over in times too there were other matches like when they had samoa joe grab a hold for 15 minutes so that the people would cheer for roman where the crowd said we're not going to cheer roman and that's a terrible match between yeah. samoa joe and roman reigns and look i get joe was not where he used to be but oracle can confirm you see you remember it as well as i do they clearly agented that match for him to just sit in a holding so that he could get heat. They didn't really want the crowd bad. to cheer Joe. It was terrible. And that's where, to bring it full circle, that's why I think it's so interesting about this dumb shit that we talk about. And when I say, I mean, it's the most surface level art ever, but it is, it does intrigue me. Like, there are some professional wrestling stories that you can have the television on mute 
and the violence and the intensity will speak for itself. But there are other times where Roman Reigns is such a better worker than his actual match catalogue before the heel turn would suggest because the audience would never take him as a babyface. So you needed a red-hot heel to even make the thing work. You needed Braun Strowman, as silly as it sounds. Braun was over. <laughs> so the crowd would cheer Braun. Yeah. You had a heel that they didn't want to cheer, Baron Corbin. You were fucked. And that doesn't mean he's not a good professional wrestler, but that's a good example of how many different factors go into a classic. That's you know? my that's where I'm good getting when I say when I have a hard time calling him an all-timer. And I don't I want to be like I think he's very, very good. I don't want to make it sound like I think the guy sucks or something. I just there's been so many I think we do this thing. Um, and I don't mean you guys, but there's this thing where he gets a pass and all this stuff that's happened in his career. And I don't, you know what I mean? Like none of it's his fault. I don't know if that's yeah. fair. Well, like, yeah, uh, because uh, like for, I don't, but th there's a comment right here. that's kind of tying into what you're from Dave here, that Roman is just getting to this level and it took him to main event five manias. I have a hard time, but it, it, that one right there, here's the problem with that though. It only took Roman Reigns this long to get to this point because they never let him. It took this guy walking out on that place during a pandemic. And when it came time to came back, he said, okay, but I'm going to do it uh, my way. Could he, should he not have been more hands-on in terms of adjusting the layout of his matches? Yeah, should he not have said uh -huh. in New Orleans in 2018, hey guys, maybe I don't need to eat six, have five, so I don't think they're going to cheer me anyway. That's Roman uh, Reigns, by all accounts, is a very good dude. I mean, I've talked to him a few times in my life. I've, I've gotten to interview him, and I talked to him off air. Loved the, he's a really nice yes. guy, and I think he's a very good company, man, which is not wrong with that. Everybody does it in all walks of life, in all professions, everybody does it. And I think Roman may have been too nice for his own good. Yeah. I definitely think then because like Roman but, wasn't gonna go that Triple H match. I mean, fuck. Like Roman, it was in no position right. to be like, hey, maybe let's not do maybe. this match at this. Here's point. the thing though: is that him being nice, or is that him doing exactly what he did in this interview and believing that the WWE is correct when they tell him it doesn't matter if they boo you, man. Like it's fine. I think Merchant it's that. Does. Yeah, that's the way that you get into an issue. Our new, the new friend of the show, Contrarian Alex. That's been his one of his talking points on Twitter for years now. Is like. He would just quote tweet dumb shit Roman involved was in and says this guy needs to learn how to say no. Like Roman just has to go, no, nah, man, not doing yeah. it. And the one time I Roman he... did do it. God when he when he walked away in a pandemic for for like legitimate reasons, when it came time to came back to come back, and he's like, Okay, but we're gonna do this. Like I'm gonna act like I wanna act. And what do we have now? Holy shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. yeah, I think he he's more apt to saying no to stuff and now because now he feels I, I I don't know he feels more secure in his spot or he feels like he's in a better position. He knows that he can leave and and be fine. Whatever whatever it might be, I think he's in a better position now to say no to stuff. I I don't think he felt secure with everything, despite the fact that they were pushing him as much as they were. I think he was just going to be a company guy now with these interviews like i i think he's just kind of playing up a character a little bit i don't know how much i believe of what he's See, saying mm -hmm. in a lot of these interviews this I is where yeah. i get into a really tough spot with the whole play wrestler thing because there are guys that are accused of play wrestlers that consistently go out there and have the audience in the exact position they want them to men they want to choose. 
Hmm? Miz. Yeah, well, there you go. The um, wasn't the name I was thinking, but yeah, I was going to shoot direction. But, you know, guys that have never, ever had the audience just reject a match. And we all agree that part of why they would reject Owen's match is because of booking. None of us here are delusional. We know that's part of it. However, no one would accuse Roman Reigns of being a play wrestler. And yet, he would consistently wrestle matches strictly structured in a way that was completely <laughs> in contrast to the way the audience would receive him. Yeah. And they never changed the matches. And I get it. I understand their, their stuff is tightly produced and they have every angle planned out and that's the way they do their wrestling. But does it not at some point reflect poorly on not just him, but the whole promotion and the whole ideology? They would rather have matches wrestled to silence for the sake of their project. Do you think, you guys think Roman's the top 10 WWE superstar of all time right now? On what what credentials? Let me just say this. Hold on. No no, no, no. no credentials, just who's the the top 10 superstars in WWE history? Listen, listen, listen. I'll say this about Roman Reigns. I'm going full Oracle here. Oh, God. 2013, I had him at number 10 in my WKO 100. I thought he was the best wrestler in the world in 2015, entire world. I watched a lot of wrestling in 2015. I thought he might have been the best wrestler in the world in 2017. That's all I care. That's, all I that's care fair. About. That's no, fair. I, I, I can't, I, like, like that, for me, that's like, eh. Like the dude fucking sells like he's like, 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 like one of the All Japan pillars. Like, that's he's that fucking good. I'm with like, that completely, but now I'm frustrated with his heel run because, yeah, you know, like I said, I, I'm you know I don't want to watch, I don't turn on wrestling or whatever's supposed to be wrestling to watch fucking Hamlet, um, you know I I I, I don't want to do that shit, and he's fallen into that trail. That's oh yeah, that opening promo. This oh. yeah, it's, okay, it's, that's. It's and again, that's where I think he thinks that stuff's really good because he's part of the company and that's whatever. But I think it is worth noting. And Oracle, you know I'm saying this from a place of love because I think you'll agree. Like, you watch wrestling very differently to most people. Yes. It's like you can sit – if you give Oracle a Roman Reigns match that was cold in the building, he can get a lot more enjoyment out of it than I could because he would analyse the actual performances within. And Roman always sold great and always made a great comeback. And, like, his stuff was always good in a, in a kind of fundamental sense. Um, and that's not to say Oracle doesn't feel the rest of it. It's like, but you, you're better at kind of um, like isolating the individual performance of the individual well, match rather than the overall The problem figure. is when you get invested in wrestling characters, you yeah. got to I didn't start watching wrestling until 2000. And, you know, right. part of it is I'm just like, I'm an analytical nerd when it comes to stuff like this. Right. And, and I was sort of uh, raised as a fan in the message board culture, which is very much a, uh, you know, Let's analyze this and watch this exactly, and like yeah. watch like obscure lucha matches and like fucking you know do like that's why you're the oracle these sets and like yeah, yeah yeah and all that horse shit. So um, that sort of shaped the way that I watch wrestling. Though I love promos and angles. absolutely, I absolutely no you know no question. Um, no, yeah, I, I just I was trying because the reason I always go to you for your opinion on matches is because you do watch in a more analytical with more analytical than I do. Um, it doesn't mean you don't feel the, you know, when the crowd goes wild or when there's yeah. a, a hot moment, but it's just, it's just different. That's all. Somebody who I was, and of course, I'm obviously invested. It's, but there's, I haven't had anything to really, I'm just glad he's back. But CM Punk, I was invested in CM Punk. Yeah. Hell, I was invested in Roman Reigns. And then he lost to WrestleMania 34. And then I just wanted to see him have good matches. Um, 
you know, Dude, that's when when you get invested in people and they fucking you know WWE does their shit. You know, Punk was was somebody that I was super invested in, and a bunch of shit. You know, it just that's a yeah, that's a brute one for one. There, there was a lot like the, the stuff like that. You know, I I I had wrestlers I was invested in growing up. You know, I was invested in Jericho, um, and then he you know. Started to suck and stuff, and 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 look, I like Chris Jericho, but his, when he came back in 2012, and, and it was not good. Um, but like, I don't know. My uh, they changed how you watch it, basically, right? Yeah, like it's just different. It, 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 what I'm saying is, I was already sort of analyzing, watching stuff to see Chris Masters have good superstars matches, anyways. But like, it it. I don't know. WWE ruined a lot of stuff for me with these guys. Like I get that. I understand. Um, I want to do this 10 superstars thing. Firstly, Jack Crosby, he's very, he's very tired. He didn't want to break a conversation. I'm going to break it for him. We love Jack Crosby. I um, want to... Yep. I know I've said it before on here, but or like Devin said it, you know, um, WrestleMania 34, where yeah. they kind of broke his investment in him, and then, but then he still wanted to see his good matches. That first half of the statement is what's true for me. Like, yeah, I I, it's not possible for me to care about Roman Reigns ever again at this point. And that's easy for me to say because he's in a company that I'm not going to watch. But, like, they just broke me over and over again. Um, and I was like, the way you're talking, Devin, like, you remember this. I had the one year where I basically started watching wrestling kind of the same as you do. Not um, nowhere. I'm nowhere near the mind that you have for professional wrestling. Um but you went spreadsheet with it basically. Yeah. And I and look and I I don't at the end of that year I hated myself. And I don't mean you know I don't mean that as a shot at you, but like no, for no, me no, it no. didn't work for me. Like I had to go back to like mm-hmm. I actually tried to go back to like watching wrestling like I did when I was young. Um I basically well, yeah. went from doing that spreadsheet analytical thing to like, okay, I'm gonna try to reset this as much as I can. Um and that's the timing of that kind of worked out, you know, with with AEW and things like that, where I kind of had a, I felt like I had a clean slate as a fan. Um, but yeah, it's like I, <laughs> when they break you over and over again, man. Because I was all in on Roman Reigns. It's a real times. thing. Yeah, it's, I, it's a very I, real thing. Listen, Matt, I did that for four years. I did it through 20, 2016 to twenty nineteen, and I was doing my blog through like the first half of twenty eighteen. Um. That, like, I, I I couldn't do it anymore. Like, even even before the pandemic started, I was like, all right, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't I can't watch all this stuff. Yeah. Um, the way I prefer to watch it is actually how I used to in, the, like, 10, like, 7 to 10 years ago when I would do, like, on the WKO board, we'd do, like, the top 100, and I would just watch, like, I don't know, over the year I'd watch, like, 20 to 30 matches from Japan Mm. Like 50 matches from Mexico because at the time Mexico had like you know Negro Costas, the rush, the uh rush feud. Um, I'm just gonna say rush because I don't feel like <laughs> it, it, I'm just not very good at that. Um, but uh, you know, stuff like that. So, like, I would watch that and um, you know, random shoot style matches. Like, I remember like Ishikawa would have like a shoot style match and uh, it'd be like, oh, we gotta watch this, we gotta watch this Ishikawa match. And like we would all like you know pop over that and like that that's kind of the way I prefer to do it, but I haven't really 
I don't know. I it's it's hard for me to like like I'm not even like caught up on. I haven't even watched the C shows from AEW this week, and I actually wow. really like AEW C shows. I just, wow. I don't know, man. I'm You're working flipping, like man. fucking forty hours a week now. Expose like... yourself as a bootlicker there, pal. Okay, hang on. Can we? I want to circle back to Oracle's um, sorry shoots top ten thing. I know you said no thing, but like just seriously for a moment, because I want to have fun with this. Like, are you just saying top top ten stars? Yeah, and whatever that means, like, yeah, which would disqualify just for the sake of to be clear here, it would disqualify guys that were like great hands. That's not yeah. what we're trying to do here, right? Yeah. Okay, those right. those guys to me are not all time guys. Whatever they're, you, they're different. Like, I think category. that's part of it too. Is like what the criteria is for an all timer, and to me, like an all timer is like a top ten or ever, and um, and I know you, like. You could say a guy is like a, an all-time worker, though, right? Worker, yeah. Yeah, you just have to phrase it differently. Okay. Yeah. In my mind, I mean, I not you know, or Devin would disagree with me on that, and, and he's not uh, wrong. Not um, really. I mean, like, I, I can, I, I can see what you're saying there. I mean, I, I think there's a slight disagreement there, but I, I, I generally agree with what you're so, saying. So, let's have some fun with the the more broad top ten stars one, okay? And we, we can lock in names. We go. Hey, all you got, we all throw them in chat. The whole thing. Goes about saying, you know, Hogan, Rock, Austin, those three go straight in, right? Yes. Cena. Cena's easily four. Yeah. Yeah, Cena's in there. Yep. Hell, he might be higher than those four easily. Now, this is where this is going to get really interesting. Because after those names, Roman's run is clearly the more like, it's patented after those runs, right? He may have been in how many WrestleManias in a row? However, that does not necessarily mean that he should be here because I don't think I'm talking out of turn in saying that, you know, he in terms of fame and, and notoriety, tremendous list, in terms of fame and notoriety, he just isn't on the same level as a lot of the guys that we have yet to name. So, you know, Tope Suicida mentions Macho Man. The era that he was in was such that he did not main event five, six WrestleManias in a row. But I think... I don't he's think I'm being unfair to say that he's just a different level of style. Yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, okay, so hold on now. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep track of the guys we're going with here. What are we? Okay, thank you, Bruno. Shit. Bruno has to be in this unless unless I think post just just Vince Junior. Oh, I was gonna say just Vince Junior. That was just me because I just have seen fair. so little. You know, that, that was just me. But you guys, so you want to do that? Call it like the modern era, basically. Imagine yeah. how much you would be fuming right now. God damn it! I'm not Vince Junior. That's not my <laughs> name. God damn it! <laughs> but it, it feels like the you know because the thing is, if we start with like you fucking ruined it, Rene. <laughs> you fucking ruined oh, it. He's the linear champion. If, if we um. That was that was this week, wasn't it? In her podcast, that was terrible. Yeah, awful, just awful stuff. To me, especially because with the like, the product then becomes more recognizable right, with WrestleMania and such. Does that make sense? Like Bruno, it's a different thing. It's a different beast altogether, man. It's it's, it's hard. Undertaker okay. probably on there, right? Taker's on there. Brett would be in my top ten personally. I would put Brett in there. He was a great. I mean, he was like a draw in Europe. Like obviously Canada, he was. You know, I mean, like I mean, it, like internationally, he was a huge star. Do we have Sean in there? Uh, this is where it gets hard think, in terms of the style. Like, I, I know why you say that, Matt, but I, I oh, I'm not even saying if I'd like put him in there. I'm asking. Like, I think Sean really hurt business. And I know Brett was yes, there during a bad business do. time, but he was a legitimate international draw, and I don't know if Sean has proof of that. I think Roman's in the top ten. 
I think Roman's in. I, I think. Are you, you putting can, Punk in there? I would put Punk in there. Because, mm. I mean, you know, Punk, the, the thing with him is the big thing was, well, he was out selling Cena with merchandise. And... So this is where it gets really hard because I think we all agree that if all things are equal, Punk is like a just a comp- way bigger star than Roman Reigns. Sure. Yeah. But things aren't equal, <laughs> you know, and he never made an event to WrestleMania. And his title reign was mostly playing second to John Cena's antics. Yeah. And that's really difficult to put that above Roman, who is the centerpiece of the promotion, you know, certainly. So I don't know. Randy in the promotion and like when they're doing the worst business of all time, though. Yeah, but it's also a different a different beast now, is it fair to say? You know, like it isn't a time where they're tracking the house show numbers to try and figure out who's drawing like it's a you know, it's a machine now, and he's the he's the center cog. You could look at that positively or negatively. I would probably go the way you went, which is like, what does it mean? But I think I would. I mean, I think I'd put uh, Sean above Roman. I get the argument against it, but I think I would put him in there. I think I'd, I, I'd probably put Triple H above Roman. Mm. Too far. Too far. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't allow. I can't allow that to happen. No, I can't either. Brock. I can't allow it. I'm standing. Up. Brock is actually in there. Brock is Brock is yeah. we're, we're, we're we're getting I don't know where we're at. okay so we had so we had the the big four obviously right hold um, on yeah. I got you what are we all going here okay there we go savage take a break yes there we go that's seven right yeah okay we we've we we, we got to figure out these last three I know we're kind of there's debates among what about do, do we go is Brian in the conversation? Yeah, I, I think he can be, but Brian's WrestleMania fur is more Greater significant than, than yeah, Roman will, yeah. Roman will never yeah. do anything like that. Yeah. And then to, to turn yeah. it on its head and then be the heel that put over Kofi, Brian's in there. Brian, yeah, I think so for sure. I feel like I'd put Brock in there. Yeah, I think Brock's Roman. in. Brock is such a weird case, though, right? Yeah. He's so, what a strange career, man. Because his full-time run is like two wow, years man. deep. And, then, yeah. you know, he made events one WrestleMania. See, I'm, I'm comfortable with that seven we put out. I honestly, I know, I just, I, I think it's really hard to pick that last three. Yeah, yeah I, I, I I think Roman, what we talked about, I would, yeah. more likely he falls out. But I still think it's, even if he's not in there, I don't know who, I don't know who. He's like, in the conversation in the top, bottom three, I would say. Right. I, I feel pretty strong about that top seven. I definitely think he's in the conversation in this next three. Personally, I would probably go Brian, Punk, Michaels. Um, again, I would argue that, that he's some a- of the stuff Michaels has done is better than anything Roman's ever done, more important than anything Roman's ever done, whether you liked it or not. Yeah, I um, think more important is fair, um, but stylistically and obviously just just yeah, he's I'm, he's I'm, not I'm, your, he's I'm, not it's your thing. Like, it's like someone who like sits here and talks and praises art house films, you know? Yeah, yeah. like I mean, not not I know it's kind of weird to <laughs> think. No, I do that. Like, yeah, like, an like, art house film. I but, think well, the thing like Devin, I know like I believe you personally are being genuine. I think there's a lot of people we've gone too far. On like, we've gone from Michaels is overrated to Michaels was actively bad. I think. Listen, I think something. Okay, let me let me let me defend Shawn Michaels a little bit because I'm not sure hear that. No, no, no. Listen, hold on, hold on. Hear me out. 1986 to 1991, Shawn Michaels outstanding. 
great worker. The Midnight Rockers, particularly in their AWA run, is one of the all-time great babyface tag team runs. Absolutely tremendous. The feud with Buddy Rose and Doug Summers in AWA is one of the all-time great tag team feuds. It's a must-watch if you're a hardcore wrestling fan. Seek it out. Um, they also have a great tag team match that uh, my brother, I uh, believe, posted online against Bob Orton Jr. and Adrian Adonis in 1988 after they got fired from the WWF and went back to AWA, to AWA for a little bit. Um, before they came back and did their actual run. Um, uh, just an outstanding wrestler. I actually like him in the early to mid-90s a lot. But this is a star um, thing, though, guys. This is the thing. In-ring performers in WWE history, I think Michaels deserves his place as a, as a top 10 star. Yeah, as a top... Well, uh, we can talk about star. That's where it gets hard, his right? business was not good when he was on top. Right. Um, at all, I think business only started to get better when he was being pushed out of the main event scene and he was out in like the DX stuff when he was basically was him just desperately trying to cling on to being in when Austin was getting big. I just, and, I have such, I, I genuinely like this era right now is the era where Roman Reigns is the guy and you can make the exact same argument for him. Oh, okay. that's fair. That's fair. Like, that's like fair. some of the past times, he, there were other guys they were leaning on too. He's the guy right now, and they're like, this is their worst. He, now, but here's the thing is, and you can go over on this. I'm just throwing it out there. Like, when he was gone last year, like his case is strengthened by how poorly they replaced him because their top feud in the summer last year was Braun and Bray. Yeah. And that makes Roman's effect feel bigger than it actually is because I think if you looked at the ratings, they're like – not really that different at all. That's <laughs> bringing up Ray, and that's a really interesting one. Listen, in terms of in-ring performance, and in terms of guys I most enjoy, he's I top three. Need, I, I, this he, is not even a defensive to be, but going back to the ratings talk, I think the ratings are a complex discussion that I think people are. Somebody made a. I think it was Chris Chris Alvarez who made a point on the chat earlier about how I think a lot of people are nobody's channel just flipping channels anymore yeah. doing stuff yeah. like that. They're watching fucking Netflix and YouTube and shit. It's now. a different time. Yeah. Like, and that's I not think... an excuse for WWE because I think they've lost fans because they fucking suck. But yeah. it's just, I think there's a lot of different factors as to why. This... And this is, I, I there's, that's, that's, that's just something I think we can think about when we bring up. There's positives and negatives to how it does now. Okay. Yeah. When the ratings are down, I can I can very believably say that ain't on Roman. Their product isn't built around one star. But when Roman main event SummerSlam and they pack fifty thousand people, I can on the other side say, well, Roman didn't draw that SummerSlam did. It's That's a fair. different time altogether. It's it just is. So. Okay, so here's a question: <laughs> Would Shawn Michaels have ever tied in the demo with the Bunny? Sure, the Bunny would have beat Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I, think, I think Shawn was really bad for business, man. Fair. I don't know. It's, it's, it's really hard. Like, you mentioned Ray. Listen, I love Ray, but star-wise, not in there. He could have been, but they didn't ever use him that way. I so, kind of like the argument some of the people. I, 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 I think I agree with you, but there's some decent arguments in here about like... what I didn't see them. Like, so help so he's probably... He's one of the most well-known people. But would you not say that... See, so here's the thing. This is going to sound so dumb, but just hear me out. If we're doing wrestling legends, I have him way above Roman. WWE stars is a different thing for top. Yeah, that's fair. Foley was a name I was going to mention. Foley and Jericho were two. 
Foley was an actual game changer. Yeah, yeah. I I think I Foley's would... got to be in there. Yeah, I'm thinking Foley, even though like, but he was, and he was fucking big, man. Like, yeah. he was huge. Just to to go back to that because I I know the Oracle especially is on board with this. Like, if we're just talking wrestling legends and significance and influence and being iconic and all that stuff, both we we all have Ray higher. This is just a particular thing about WWE stardom. And bless Ray, the highest he got was the you know winning the title to somewhat booze in Chicago. It isn't his fault. It's just they do things their way. That's all I'm saying. Like I love the man. Um, That's worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Mitch would be in there. Yeah, I probably so we got eight. Men, that we're pretty. He would, he would be in the top. He would be in the top ten. I would so, put. What about so I, think like I don't think we're going to get a consensus with anybody else. So I'd say that next tier, we've got. Brian, we've got Punk. Where does Roddy Piper come into this? Because he's really important. I thought about him too. I'd probably put him in this group that we're talking about now, this yes. next year. Because he was the dance I, partner, but he was really important. Boy, Roddy was big. See, I might put Roddy in there for sure. I think he should be in there because you could um, argue without him stirring that drink, you don't, you don't block the way it did. Fair. And and I'm mm-hmm. not I'm I'm not picking on uh, Dave Hitman Punk here, but when he says uh, he was a third star at best in his era, and I love Mick. That's fuck, like I, I'm not even going to sit here and praise out of here, but that was Austin Rock and and Foley was really one A one B one C. Yeah, that's like, just a, yeah. That we're never going to see really anything like that play. again. That's, well, you could argue like you know, and, and, and is, I don't even think he's totally wrong, but I, I, I think <clears> it's a little harsh on Mick. If we're being real, first run like you could argue Foley was more influential and significant than Rock <clears> because <throat> when he was when when they commit to him as the babyface in '99. It's big. And most of Rock's time as the top babyface is after WCW has already like shot themselves in the foot 101 times, you know? Now, obviously, Rock has the second run where he drew, you know, him and Cena drew big business. So it's different. But Orton's interesting. Listen, I love Randy, but he's just, he's the Charlotte Flair thing. It's the Charlotte Flair deal. Put Randy in here. Warrior, I don't think his run's long enough. Yeah. If he had, if he had, if he had had a longer run, I think he would, he might be a lot, but yeah. I don't, I don't so I yeah so we got to nine, um, and then yeah like we got, um, I think like I said we got Punk we got Brian we got Michaels we got Roman, I think I would put I don't I'm not putting him in the top ten but I think Triple H is in that group of this. Yeah, I agree. I think. Okay, here's the thing with this. There is a longevity to a lot of the guys. Andre's a fair point if we're including Andre. Andre yeah, Andre might yeah. be the answer even though he was. Very limited. By he that. should probably be on there. Um, there probably should be Andre at 10, honestly. The uh, thing with this 10. is, and this is the same pro- – if we did a list right now of the top 10 workhorses in WWE history, totally we, would, different. we would run into a problem where today's guys last forever. Yeah. And I think that's the case with Roman here, where I think a couple of these guys had a few years where they were just more important than Roman's been over the last, what, seven years? Yeah. But Roman's going to be around did, for yeah. another – you know, and it's like, the, you know, if you did – um. I'll give you an example. If we did workhorses, I'd imagine, like, statistically speaking, Sheamus is in the top three. But I don't know if I'd be comfortable putting him in the top, in the top yeah. three. <laughs> but, it's you know, he's lasted forever. It's just it's a different – I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough one. Like, top workhorses, oof. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, because, I mean – Exactly. It's hard, right? Because your mind goes straight to guys that had, like, the WrestleMania classics – but right. that isn't necessarily like a guy like Sheamus is best I mean, because he has TV great matches. I mean, TV I mean, number one's Ray. I mean, it's just, it's yes, Ray. Yeah. 
Ray's number one. It's not close. Um, What's Ray's best WrestleMania match? Uh, let me think about this. Because uh, this is a good example of how weird this conversation can get. I know I've completely you know, ruined this guy's story, but it intrigues me. I really did like the Punk match, even though it was short. Um, See, like, man. if you compare him punk to... Eddie match? Man. I like the Punk match better than the Eddie match, though I like the Eddie match. Yeah. If you compare him to a guy like Sean, who has all these epics... You see how weird that conversation gets? Yeah. <laughs> now, the star thing, I think Dave is fair to say we're being mean to Shawn Michaels. I, yeah, I, I legitimately have Sean above several people we have on this list, but that's fair. Look, I'm not, Sean, Sean, is, Sean is probably, Sean's definitely in the top 15. I, I'm not, I'm yeah. not, you know, I just have a hard time putting him in the top. I don't even think it, I wouldn't be mad if he was like at nine or 10 or something, but I just, if, if we're doing overall, I, I just think, I don't know. So the thing with Sean I mean, I, is, yeah. I get the what, argument against him. What is the height of his career in terms of like business? Sean? Yeah. Mania 14. Yeah. Which is, you know, listen, I'm not trying yeah, to take away the guys. I know, I know you know this, but like. Yeah. That was Austin. You know, <laughs> and, that and was Austin. I'm, I'm yeah. just yeah. saying yeah. if you had to pick yeah. one, that's probably For sure. it. Yeah. And that feels telling to me. Yeah. Because everyone else on the list, I can point to a moment where they were kind of pivotal to business. Like I think Mega Powers is a big feather in Savage's cap. Yeah, Taker is kind of a Sean case in fairness. If Taker's on there, Sean Shad should be on there. Because what's Taker's like individual peak business wise? Doesn't really have one, right? That's fair. That's, That's fair. Yeah, Taker's and kind but, of one of those ones. You can say the like... same for Brett, and I and I know I've yeah. kind of defended Brett strongly, but Brett was a legitimate international draw. He was, yeah. And I also think he was. Taker Streak was a draw, though. Yeah, Taker Streak just call. like overall. What was Sean, did Sean yeah. Michaels' WrestleMania matches not become a draw in their own right? You know when they made him Mr. WrestleMania I and all that? So, whole yes. shit? Yeah. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Okay, this put Sean. This put Sean on there, and then I have another game to play here before we. We got actually. We got some time. It's fine. We got ten there, so yeah. Oh, we got ten. Yeah. Okay, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm yeah. really intrigued, and this doesn't have to be a formal thing. I just want to have some fun with it. I'm really intrigued at what your big ball would look like with those ten guys. Yeah, Andre was big, man. He's big. <laughs> um, what's your big ball look like with these ten guys? Out of interest, just roughly. Are you what, talking you know, about like our, our our individual one through tens? Yeah, not not just uh, but so only of clear, this ten. Yeah, but to be clear, not just um like your preference. I mean, like if you were starting a promotion tomorrow, which order are you going? Because I always think this is fun because that's a different thing, right? Batista okay. number one. Well, <laughs> this ten, please, Jerry. Uh, Batista be my top fifteen, probably. Yeah. Well, close. He'd be top fifteen, top twenty. But anyway, go. That's another discussion. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're saying we're saying if we started a promotion tomorrow. Yeah, with them at their prime, wherever you want to take, you can take Cena in 04, 10. You can take them whenever. But I'm just taking, intrigued. Taking Rock first. I am too. I would take Rock. What about you guys? I would probably take Austin first. Yep. Oracle. <laughs> Tremendous. Rock. It was between Rock or Austin, and I, and I leaned towards Rock. So you'd have Austin second? Yeah, probably. I think I would too. I think I would take Austin second. Shoot, would yeah. you take Rock second? I'd have Rock second. So we all agree they're the top two? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, who's your three? Hogan. Yeah, it's hard not to pick him if we're being objective about it. Hogan, yeah. yeah. 
Well, I really want to say Savage. It's so hard, right? The Hogan one's really, like, talking about being objective, it's a really interesting one for me because I'm old enough that, yes, obviously, fuck him now. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But, like, I was a fan when I was a kid. I'm old enough yeah. that, like, I... You know, I mean, I was near the tail end, but I started when I started watching wrestling. Hogan was still on top, like he was still a guy. Like I went to a four-hour fucking wrestling challenge taping just to see Hulk Hogan. Like, like look, guys, I'm I'm the uh, the young fuck here. So if I'm wrong, tell me. Everyone knows I love Randy Orton. I don't think it's fair to just say Roddy was like just the other half of the Hogan thing. No, I think mean, Roddy was yeah, it was really different era stuff. He was really he was pivotal, important, man. Yeah, yeah. like. I don't think we can overstate just how big an antagonist he was and how important it was they had him before they moved on he to it created, just being like... He created the... I think... I mean, not... I mean, Flair kind of was... But, but like, in yes. terms of the WWE-style version of a modern heel, Roddy, Roddy created that. Yeah. And um, Punk definitely took a lot from, from Roddy in terms of influence, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when he would work with Cena, like you got the sense Punk wanted to be the Piper to to Cena's Hogan, if that makes sense. You know, I think he said as much, but I don't know. It's hard. Um, yeah, I, I, so I think we all agree on the top three, and we, none of us really want to pick Hogan, but it's what it is. Um, is Cena our collective fourth? He'd be my four. Yeah. Cena's one that I've really struggled with, guys. I've got to be honest here. I don't think I'd take him fourth. I'm taking Savage third. Fuck Hulk Hogan. Fair. I think I would take I'd... Savage fourth. I think Savage I'd... would have been like the guy if Hogan wasn't around. I know this is probably the wrong decision, but I'd go Brett. I think if Brett was in a product that actually suited his like whole thing, it could have been really different than if he, him being the centerpiece of a cartoon show, <laughs> which was really weird. And you could argue it went the other way where it made him stand out more. I don't know, man. A grounded product built around Brett. Is this a, is that a bit? Is Tope Suicida doing a bit there? <laughs> I don't know. Fair. She wore Roddy Piper's jacket. I'm going to guess ring. so. Um, Cena above Hogan's interesting. I can't put Cena above Hogan. No, I can't either. I really would like to, but... It's my promotion. What the hell I want? Fair. <sighs> this joke rules. Hogan's just... He's brutal in so many ways, but God, he was just such big business for, like, so long. See, yeah, you, you don't like Hulk as much in, in the ring as I... Like, Mid-80s, Hogan's great in the ring. Yeah, I actually think Hogan's a better worker than he gets credit I for. And I, I, can't just, do I don't want to have this conversation because I don't want to put Hogan over. Well, I think he's a smart professional wrestler. Yeah. He's not like you said, like, you know, when people do the thing with him and Warrior, like, they're very different. Warrior's bad and dangerous and doesn't have a clue. Hogan's smart. I just don't think it's any. Do you like he's, that match? I need to do a bit. The right, okay. six one? Yeah, I do. Okay, me too. Well, I maybe not because we. This is twenty twenty one, and people probably don't want to hear it. But sorry to hear that. The Hogan, I, I, I kind of want to do a bit where the Hogan come out, like, like find, like, like find a match that Joe loves, and argue one of the Hogan Kamala matches is better than that. <laughs> that would go so poorly with the people that watch this show. <laughs> well, the Hogan Kamala feud fucking ruled. I don't. I just think I don't know. His structure and stuff is so cookie cut, man. Like I don't, it's Hogan, not my deal. 
this is such a hard conversation to have because he's so a piece of shit. Obviously and deservedly canceled. But like this question here, absolutely I'd want to work with Hogan. Because yeah, I'll tell you what, and I'm being I'm not even being joking. Yeah, that's a night off. I'd fucking I, me, confirm shoot sitting right here would make money with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, he's I would just I, mean, I think Josh dark. means I'm a big fat guy. I think Josh means more in the sense of the the stuff that comes with Hogan on the other side of that. Yeah, I mean, it would suck, but I'd be rich. Hey, do you guys know what uh, Bob calls Hulk Hogan? No. Terry Bollea? Calls him the immoral Hulk Hogan. Hollywood Hulk? Um, The the immoral Hulk Hogan, guys. MJF took took Joseph's entire uh, bit on a podcast earlier this week. Piece of shit. No, no. Fair. Um, I don't know. I'm never going to watch those Hogan matches. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm not going to watch Hogan matches. And I just, I don't know. Like the, the other thing too is he's really interested in this star conversation because if you weren't just doing WWE, one of the biggest cases for Hogan as the biggest star ever is that he reinvents himself as a leader of the NWO. Yeah. But then, like, if you're looking at it in a more artistic sense, like, how many good matches does he have as Hollywood Hogan? Like, the Luger match? The Luger match. <laughs> I like the arcade match. It's not... I, I like yeah. it, but it's not, like, great or anything. I right, like exactly. Dude, Dungeon of Doom shoot would fucking be awesome. You could have actually done that. How much was that yeah. roll? <laughs> you know, like, when, he, when Paul White was, you know, he hadn't even wrestled a match and Hogan had him come down to stay with him for a bit before their big Halloween Havoc match. And like, yeah. Paul White tells the story of Hogan getting up on the beach, and like, come here, lock up with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has become weirdly celebratory of Hulk Hogan to stop that. Um, this <laughs> happens when Bob's not here. Kid's been hitting his track. Track. If Back Bob from- was here, like, he wouldn't have said anything with it in the last. 45 minutes of this conversation. <laughs> so, you know Mick Foley? Heard yeah, I've heard of him. Is he professional wrestling's Scotty Pippen? Mm. Because what does bad. a promotion look like if he's actually the first, the top guy? I don't know. There's not evidence it would he doesn't, foul. Just... He doesn't, like, get mad and leave and, like, in the middle of a game, does he? No. <laughs> 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 no, like we all love Foley, and I think he's a top ten guy because he's significant. I think he's really understated. But what do you like? How do you build a promotion around Mick Foley? I think prime Mick Foley, you built, you can build a promotion around that charisma, the charm, the. So, like, so to to kind of lay this out, that would be a promotion in which where like January fourth, him winning the belt on Raw would be your like mania main event. Basically, yeah. is what you do, right? He would have like a Brian run on top. That works. Yeah. That works. Um. That's fair, yeah. But I, the thing with the top ten, like Foley's just—I don't—I I think people don't give him enough love for how big of a business. I mean that—that that night, man. Like you can't. That's one of the most magical in terms of business stuff in wrestling. Is there anything that's more cinematic and dramatic than "Don't turn the channel over"? Mick Foley wins the title, and everyone turns the channel. That's fucking insane. That's an all-timer. But I might be voting with my heart on Foley. Maybe he shouldn't be in the top ten. I mean, some people say Edge. No, oh, but they would. No. I know. They suck. Yeah, the thespian. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing, though. If we go, going back to my original point about the Roman being an all timer, this is only a WWE list. We open this up. Oh, there's yeah. at least five, six, seven more guys in front of Roman, right? 
Yeah, because if you open it, if you make it not promotional, like then the term of legend gets weird. Because with WWE, you have these like certain things you can parameters you can use, right? Like Rey Mysterio is a bigger wrestling legend than Roman Reigns. Yeah, just not even. There's not even a debate. Um, Foley is too. Uh, Sting. Yeah, and then if you go over to like Japan yeah. as well, like that. Oh yeah, Misawa, Sting's interesting because Sting's one that like, like obviously Meltzer famously does it, but. Like his actual impact on business, people really pick holes in, which is weird for me because my whole life Sting's just been like the legend guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, do, doing a top ten overall would be tough because like it'd be like Japan just has like you'd have to. Look it to I, I, couldn't, like, I couldn't even. In all seriousness, we put Japan into it. I can't even have the conversation anymore because we'd I'm have not, to limit it to the yeah, US. It's too. Because yeah, I mean, think, I, mean too, I mean, think about a guy like Ricky Choshu. Good lord, I mean, that, you know, it, it would be impossible to do fairly. Yeah. If you were to, we don't have to do it properly. We don't have to put the ticker up. But if I just said top ten US pro wrestling stars, you know, when I say US, after, I mean like after, in after the year, not period, on, after what period? Uh, we're saying from the eighties on. Yeah, I know. Let's let's make this a little bit easier. Okay. Just who who that's not on this list suddenly be, suddenly gets put on this list? Rick Flair. Flair. Rick Flair. Flair's obvious. Yeah, Dusty. Dusty. Dusty, yes. So who, are you, who are you bumping? You gotta bump somebody. Well, Dusty oh, would take Foley's place. Yeah, okay. I think Flair would take Flair could take anyone's place we're being real. Like yeah, Flair yeah. and Brett's pace. I mean, maybe not Brett, but like it'd be. I think Andre. That's the like for like, yeah. yeah. Andre's value gets boosted if you're going. Absolutely, yes. That's fact, yeah. Because yeah. he's an icon. Um, yeah. Yeah. Then you get into the weird stuff too, because are we talking like? Uh, are we talking nationally? Or are we talking? It has to be. Yeah, I think it has to be national, especially yeah. in the era that we said. I know the. World world class kind of there's that that would be an awkward one. Yeah. Um you'd also have to like I have Stan Hansen in my top ten American wrestlers ever, but to be clear, this is about where they don't have to be American, it just needs their star power in the US is what we're doing here. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, like, I mean think about somebody yeah. like Nick Bockwinkle. I mean he was I was gonna bring him up too the entire eighties and was great, you know. Yeah. He was certainly a draw in the early eighties as a heel with he, the I, he's the one that I would yeah. almost put like for like with Brett. Because I don't know if you have the business part to back it up, and I'm not sure yeah. you do with Brett. Um, so that would be like, yeah. Well, genuine uh, question because I'm I don't know, but I'm just being I'm intrigued. Does Jericho's case legit get helped by the A Dub thing? I think it does. Yeah, I think people. I mean, I'm not sure I put him on here, but not do I. But it's interesting. I think but people. I, I, I think it does help his case. Yes, I think people undersell Jericho's value to AEW, especially initially. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, not right now. Like, it is what it is. But, yeah, initially, like, Tony Khan will always talk about it, and Jericho will always put himself over. But I think people really undersell how much he actually meant by, by me. I agree. The company. I, I, agree I, I completely agree with that. And that's where I wonder if in 10 years, when AEW has got the AEW Network airing SmackDown um, at 10 in the morning on Saturday mornings, um, I wonder if this will look differently because Jericho's influence – Will have more impact long term, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. AJ I don't think he makes the list, right? He's not when you when you open it up. He's definitely more in the conversation than he is if you narrow it just because that AEW thing really is big. AJ Styles is one for the critical, not the commercial. I don't yeah, think he fits here. Yeah. I think he's definitely one of the best American wrestlers ever. But yes. that ain't what we're doing, you know. Him and Brian, that. I think, are honestly like 
Yeah. No, they're, they're special those days. But AJ's is, most is, hilariously, is Brian, AJ's. Brian's case help open it up? Was he a draw in the water? Draw I mean, it's, it's, obviously you're yeah, a smaller yeah, I mean, scale, yeah. but. It's difficult, right? I don't know. It's hard. I mean, AJ's biggest business kind of triumph will probably be stuff in New Japan, which doesn't yeah. help him here, you know? Yeah. yeah. Does, interesting. does Punk... I mean, Punk gets boosted, right? Just based on first dance alone. Yeah. Like, Punk, yeah. <laughs> Punk gets yeah. boosted. Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting, yeah. That's one of the most think, unique I events. I think it would be too... I think it would be too, too early, early to, yeah. to, to, to throw him in a top yeah. 10, but yeah, I definitely get to And he it. was a draw on Ring... Like, Ring of Honor did their best business in that era, didn't they? When Punk was well, on yeah, top, it's, it's, it's different. Right? Oh, I know. I mean, I'm just like, I know. I get you. Just stuff a punk out there. Raven feud was a, was huge for because the, the first time it I was. ever heard about Ring of Honor was reading the magazines and like, I mean, I, I well, that's not true. I'd had the first VHS tapes, but I remember like when they first got like, when everybody started talking about him was the. Um, was the punk raven feud. and also when they were on very unsteady waters him and joe that yeah. 60 minute man like i don't listen, yeah that yeah. ain't my favorite match but that was the joe feud no four that was here's a question for you guys happened who on the aw roster right now that isn't in this conversation at all do you think's in this conversation in five ten years because i know my answer right away hangman adam page Fuck, that wasn't my answer, but that's a really good answer. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, before that promo, I thought he was going to be the top babyface for a bit and then rotate out. I think that promo, like, I think he's just getting started. I think he's going to be like yeah. the fucking ace. That Your answer's better than mine. I was going to say Adam Cole. <laughs> I thought you were going Adam Cole, shoot. Yeah. Really uh, listen, Adam Cole, especially if NXT continues to falter, like, I mean, he, you know, yeah. he can claim some of that too. So I don't think Omega's going to get there, guys. Um, this is obviously biased, but this is Samojo's interesting because TNA's best business was Joe was a big part of. Ring of Honor's best business Joe was a big part of. And ironically, while he's not in the top 10 by any means, when he was on top in WWE with Brock and stuff, the business was like the ratings went up and shit. And yeah, they, he you know, they fell a big down. boost to, to NXT. And that was, yeah, that's when I missed it. NXT, yeah. he was the original. Look, it's one thing to sign Steen and Generico. Joe had been on TV, national TV, for a decade. That was a yeah. huge deal. I mean, it was Sting. Oh, not Sting. Uh, it was Joe and Balor that like allowed them to like tour and do that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. This is really, really? difficult. Yeah, Kenny's. If, if you're comparing like just body of work in the Japan, yeah. you know, the stuff in Japan is huge for Kenny. But that's not what we're doing right now. And Kenny's always going to be a hard discussion in America because like he's the champion right now. And they're doing, you know, their best business, but I don't think anyone thinks it's because of Kenny. And that's not a knock on him, but like, yeah, it would be silly to say so, wouldn't it? Really? Yeah, it, their products too. There's never been a product like this. If we're being honest, they have you know over a hundred wrestlers and they rotate it like evenly. It's insane. So it's Starks is an interesting one. I mean, that's a he's so far away from it, but I mean, you can't rule it out. There's definitely a world where Starks just becomes like a megastar. Um, God, that would be tremendous. Yeah. I'd love to see it. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'd love to see I it. I don't. I honestly don't think it's going to happen, but I think he has it in him. Moxley is fun. Yeah, he's an interesting one. I would love to know how many pay per view buyers that match with Gage did. I think WWE hurts his case more. Than it anything. does. Yeah. Well, be fair though. I mean, this is like the Kenny case where I don't think it was due to him, but he was the champ when SmackDown was the best it's been in fucking twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> and there wasn't there. <laughs> Wasn't there a stretch where he was 
main event, the house shows, and outdraw. Oh. It was outdrawing. He didn't miss he a like, house show for the longest. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he's an interesting for some, one. For some perspective on that, I went to the house show the night or two nights after Seth tore his knee uh, in 2015, and they flew Mox and, and Owens over to be the like standing main event. Not a particularly good match, but it spoke to kind of what he was there for a while. He was, you know, as, as trusted as it could be. Yeah, that's fair. Davey's right. Kenny should get more credit, really, if we're being honest. But yeah, I'm not really knocking him. I think just so many other factors, right? It's difficult. Yeah. He said he's got such a weird career, but when you're putting it directly in this vacuum, and was he a draw in New Japan? I'm genuinely oh, asking yeah. the question. Yes, I don't know. Yes. Okay. When it, people lose sight of after Wrestle Kingdom 10, they lost Nakamura and Styles, and when they put him into that Rowers Bullet Club ace, like there was a lot of doubters. He won the G1 again. There was a lot of doubters, and yeah. their Tokyo Dome business went up and up, yeah. like. He was a big deal, man. I, I'm not fully credit crediting like the elite guys for this. They deserve some credit for that MSG sellout because everyone thought but, they yeah. were going to be on that show, and then True. of course I do remember that. Yeah, like they they deserve some credit for that. Yeah, now they. This is where WWE is actually not a wrestling promotion anymore, is because the guys outside of WWE are easier to quantify their drawing power than the ones in. Because they're yeah. not they're not wrestling anymore. This is where it gets really difficult. Like the elite are the actual like the elite are the kind of you can't tell the story of the last ten years of professional wrestling without doing the bullet club elite stuff. It's like the most mm. important thing. Mm. Right. And I know that's weird to all of us because like that's just yeah, it sounds strange. Right? <laughs> like, you know, and I don't think it's nostalgic, just it feels weird for us to say that, but like this be real, that is one hundred percent true, right? Oh yeah, it's 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 truth, man. Yeah. Like Bullet Club formed in May of 2013, and like look at all that's changed since because of that only really. Like you know, there's so much that's happened. I understand the elite and there's a spin-off and all that, but like you can trace it back to that and that shirt they eventually got. You know, in what 2014, like because all of you know when you look at AEW's success and stuff, my mind goes back to the buzz that Wrestle Kingdom got when they put it on pay per view. You know, and it goes to how over AJ and the Bucks were when they were, you know, when they was in Ring of Honor also and stuff. I think it's all, it, it all feels connected to what we're watching now to me. So it's interesting. This is, this is where Jericho, if we did like kind of open it up more to New Japan, Jericho's case would be strengthened again because he yes, did business, business for New Japan. Yeah, he did. Both in the building and, and New Japan World. He popped mm -hmm. a big number for New Japan World. Yeah, it's hard. I think that conclusion was there's a lot of uh, good wrestlers. That was what we said. Was. <laughs> conclusion is wrestling is good. There you go, Jeremy. Full circle. <laughs> Jeremy. I'm ready like for another. Uh, really are tired. For another. Uh, I'm ready for another bloodbath in AEW. My God, <laughs> just, just, it's Halloween season. The vampire in me wants another bloodbath. Give it to me. <laughs> you know, I was watching. Um, I tweeted this earlier, guys. I watched Halloween, the 2018 movie, Halloween which is a sequel to the 1978 movie Halloween. And it popped me so much. There's parts in that film that are like direct homages to the first film that was made 40 years prior. <laughs> and I was just sitting there thinking about how fun the casual fans stuff is. <laughs> <laughs> One of the biggest films of the last decade just, just popping itself and stuff shit from 40 years ago. World's changed, guys. It's like that Avengers comparison always pops me, you know? 
Like, if you go to the Avengers, someone that hasn't watched all of the Marvel films, they can still enjoy it, but it's kind of expected that you just know everything that's going on in that cinematic universe. Yeah. Everything's really nerdy and inside now. Now, look, think about what I'm saying, considering the fact, look at the business the Avengers did. That's what, but that's kind of, that feels indicative about saying in my in my mind, you know? But that was an absolute mainstream smash like when, hit. Like when but, Punk brought brought up uh, Lords of London on commentary. I, I know I brought this up on Wednesday. Yeah. You, <laughs> Joseph, you can look at our own stupid universe we've sort of created. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if you're reading the chat on Thursday show, but people are like, people are talking about the Grinner Circle and I stuff. It's like we just have Grin people here in the chat that are like their Ooh. own little entity in our chat. You know, God, but, I think one of the big ones that stands out to me is Brian, Brian doing cattle mutilation at Off Rash and the whole stadium reacting to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's where. This is the I'm so uneducated on why this is, but I'm just trying to figure out as I talk here. Like, I think YouTube is so huge in catching people up on this shit. And like, how many videos are they explain these stories in kind of broad strokes? Like, people just know, right? Like, they kind of get what's going on. It's it's fascinating. Um, I mean, they did, they even did the same thing in NXT. Like, this is perfect, by the way. Game of Thrones is even better. Like, it's just yeah, it's a weird time. <sighs> Owen's turning on yeah. Sami Zayn when he debuted. Like, yeah. I mean, I knew, but I didn't see any of that shit. Yeah, and it's it's the idea that with the way information spreads now, you don't have to... The audience doesn't have to have watched every beat of the story to know where the story ended up or what it gave people, you know? It's just interesting. It's a different... The idea that when Kenta debuts on Dynamite, someone can just throw his name in YouTube or Google and, you know, catch up. It's different. A gang, my God, that's problematic. Bob wouldn't like you guys. He would call you thugs. Come on, man. He's not here. That was wrong, wasn't it? Sorry, oh. kids. Sleeping stick. <laughs> is that are a, you guys going till two? Is that a twenty fourteen? It wasn't anything in particular. I just, I just, you know, Bob's a Republican and oh. thugs and you know that kind of thing. Um, he's not actually a Republican, guys. You know, Robert O'Neill. He's never going to make it to this point in the show. So this is just. Can we all be honest for a minute? How much does that guy fucking rule? He's all right. He's fine. <laughs> I have not seen Halloween Kills yet. Whoever asked that in the chat. Whoa. My, <laughs> my God, that ruled. Um, I have a... I just don't fucking I got care. I'm not talking, my DMs. I'm turning the fucking camera off. I'm just moving... I don't care. It's a real fucking show. Shit, what was you going to say? <laughs> I got a, I got a, a scoop in my DMs. Oh. Queen Charlotte Flair. <laughs> No, Kevin Owens' contract's coming up soon. Wow, really? Yeah. Let me tell you about Sami Zayn. <laughs> JJ sent sent that to me an hour and a half ago. And okay, I told him I my spot to get that in, and I just now got it in. Okay, in all seriousness, what is actually going on about this belt switch thing? Because my timeline is filled with clips of it. Like, what happened? I have no idea. They, I'm watching them who unfortunately watched the show, they went out there. And they just threw the titles at each other. They were like, here. Oh my God, I'm watching this now. Yeah. It's I've really been bad. informed that JJ's turned the show off due to too much Fed talk. <laughs> Fair. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? What, what, what did Jeremy just say? <laughs> Charlotte and Becky just like tossed the titles to each other. Right. And then they, Charlotte picked, they picked them up, and then Sasha Banks came out and she's like, you're on Smackdown I'll be honest now. with you. 
I wouldn't shit. say this not, not behind a paywall. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. That's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. It's god awful. That oh, is actually yeah. embarrassing. The way yeah. they're treating those. Oh, I, was, I was confused. I thought. I thought I was. I, I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I. I buried the show and then felt bad about it because people pay one. You know, one dollar or more to watch us and. You know, I felt regretful for a few minutes, so I blanked. I'm sorry. Wait, oh what? God, are you okay? I said this is not a real fucking show. That's that's shameful. Uh, oh, come that's on. That's disgraceful. Man. That's what this whole Patreon's now built around. I, I, here I, I am sitting here thinking, like, you know, there was about an hour and 15 minutes ago, hour and a half ago, where we all kind of just sat and stared at each other for about 20 seconds. And I was yeah. like, man. We may be going home early tonight. <laughs> and then I was just sitting here thinking, like, this has actually been a really good show. And here's Devin just like, this shit fucking sucks, man. <laughs> I... <laughs> I apologize to the Grinner Circle. Dude, is, that, is that how much wrestling? They had 16 minutes of actual wrestling. That seems very short. Like, it was a yeah, that's, lot. So that's, of, I've seen that. It's like fifteen fifty one or something oh, like that. It's a lot. Oh, like the shit. first thirty minutes are Fuck. is Roman and Brock stuff. Like that was the whole first thirty minutes. And this was supposed to be the 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 the, the night the draft takes. It's a fucking horseshit. It was terrible. It Guys, was you got to remember though, like Corbin and, Corbin and Nakamura again. Which wrestling's you know. not the draw of wrestling. Yeah. No. Remember that whole nerds. conversation. I tune in for characters and w- personalities. W-Y-W. Watch your wrestling. Dude, it's going to rule so much when Andrade and Johnny go head-to-head in AEW Rampage. What if Johnny joins the group? (laughs) Then I think you would just have to call him next. Let him have a prison for every one of his matches. (laughs) He winks at the camera. Hey, guys. um, The friend, the pal, Chris Alvarez, had an NBA gimmick to do. And instead, we talked about the WF for an hour and a half. Toronto Raptors are back. All right, can we do this? I can go to bed. Hold up, it's on the screen. You can go to bed whenever dreaming. We're dogs. Don't worry about us. We we stay for a long time. No, no, no. I want to do. Here is his lineups. Like the NBA for for the AEW's National Basketball Association teams. Um, Oh, I don't want MJF running the point on my. Yeah, that's bad. Very, very selfish. Could you imagine? Chris Jericho at the free is one of the funniest folks I've honestly <laughs> ever. I mean, him anywhere is funny, but like him is like the wing. God, that's great. Um, I saw a. Uh, I'm going to take this way off course here, but I saw a Twitter um, thread. And this is a terrible story because I can't even tell you who it was. Um, but there's a thread about how uh, white guys don't get good in basketball till they turn 45. <laughs> And then, like the they, the 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 pickup basketball games between like forty five to sixty year old white guys are just like um, the most. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but that's all I thought of when I saw Jericho at the three there. Yeah, was just like Jericho fucking throwing Sorry. Judas effects in the paint and. <laughs> oh God bless Chris. Um, Chris has absolved himself from yeah, yes, this yeah. being his line. You're a coward, Chris. <laughs> okay, imagine, look, I think imagine. Imagine Mike Breen like calling like a Jericho three. <laughs> oh God like, bless! And then like Jeff Van Gundy getting mad at Jericho, or like getting mad at the rest for calling Jericho for throwing a Judas effect. Oh. I, I, I just I just wish they would let them play. I think Jeff would discuss other things about Jericho if he was in the National <laughs> Basketball Association. <laughs> okay, now, see, now this look. is fair. Right, who are we actually putting in these spots? 
I think Lance is probably the centre. Because he's tall, but he's also not like a mobile. I mean, by basketball no, sense, he is, but... Huh? We put that we put that Indian dude that they just signed. He's go. a legitimate guy. What about Tall Paul? He's a basketball. No. Well, Tall Paul's got to replace no. it, man. He no. can't. It's Bobin, baby. We got Bobin out there. He can't walk around the ring, Paul, brother. Tall Paul's like the like the uh, like the Boston Celtics Shaq. No, we, we can't. <laughs> we can't. We can't have that. <laughs> that rules. <laughs> okay. See, the thing with Miro at the four is, I like it until I remember that he's probably like six foot three. So um, stretch four. He's PJ Tucker out there. Stretch four. He's actually a big fan of basketball. Maybe he's good. I know he's a Clippers fan, unfortunately. But fucking loser. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from me, incredible. Um, <laughs> there's no way Kenny Omega is good at basketball. I would just run the backcourt of the young bucks. I think. Yeah, I'm not, say I'm the not Jackson's Kenny Omega like, be like a tryhard at it. Like he'd be like a tryhard. That alley oop, guys. Like uh, he'd 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 be like a J.R. Smith or like a or like a Lance Stevenson. Oh boy! He's brought there. And just I'd like, imagine. So is is the machine going Carl Anderson? You know? Is he off the board? He's he in back wrestling. Yeah. Who's yeah. the three? Machine gun Cole Anderson. No. See, I can't do this game because I'm literally just sitting here like trying to figure out who's actually good at basketball. Wait, what, what did does did uh, Lance Stevenson play small forward or shooting guard? Shooting he's kind of hybrid. Yeah, yeah he's, he's wings. Yeah. Um, okay, let's look at the woman's side here. Jade Cargo is going to have to be the five. Yeah. Anthony Bowens is an athlete. He probably played basketball. Now, see, <laughs> you're doing that, but like he played multiple sports. Like, let's. let's I don't want to do this anymore. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> now, in fairness to me, in fairness to defend myself here, you should have you should have just framed that bear and said, "Anybody's played multiple sports. I'm assuming basketball." Rather than he's an athlete, which made it sound like a Jim Ross. Made you sound like you were Jim Ross in 1989. <laughs> This the is B-Roll Brown's an athlete. We're all Hobbs for the four. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, he played baseball, to be fair. Oh, Whatever. 172 games. Who could possibly care? 662. <laughs> God bless. Um, yeah, Nick did miss the dunk. Nah. Red Velvet is a point guard's good. Why? Muggsy Bogues. James Harden. James huh? Harden-esque. She's she's aggressive. She's she stirs great intensity. She's still oh fuck, I should have gone with that, yeah. Okay, let's stop this before we get ourselves in actual trouble. Um <laughs> what I really realized there was that there is in fact in, there is indeed credence to the fact that AEW is a lot of middle aged white guys. Um it's not, <laughs> not the way I should learn it. What's the WWE basketball team look like? No, we've done uh, way too much bed talk tonight. Yeah. Um they're also too old to play in the league in WWE. That's, they're all really old. Trail. Vince Wood well, Lashley's like way. 62 years of age. <laughs> Can you imagine like they set up like this big WWE basketball game and then like <laughs> Vince won't let him do it without giving like 80% of the gate? Oh, God bless. You just shot down Fed Talk on your dunk on Vince Jr. <laughs> <laughs> we're running, we're actively running people off with Fed Talk tonight. So, yeah. Apparently it's dead. Yeah. I heard it's dead. You can buy the shirt on latenightgrinshop.com. Well, look, either, I mean, do people want to talk about AEW or do they, or do they want to talk about the Fed or do they want to talk about 80s Lucha? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, shit. We had a match to watch, didn't we? 
Yeah, oh, but you fuck. know what, Bob was here, and maybe let's let's wait. Bro, till I'm gonna be honest with you. I completely forgot it was a thing we did. I'm so sorry. That's terrible. No, 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 no. Because no. I I thought since we weren't gonna do that, because I brought it up earlier, but I wasn't even like I was just like, yeah, we were gonna. But I I assumed we weren't gonna watch it because we're we need to do it, Bob. Yeah, here. we need to have Bob to play. He's he's got to play. Yeah. Um, we'll watch it next week when Bob's back. But will he be back? Will he still be on strike due to the vaccinations? <laughs> That's actually why, guys. It's been three hours. I think we can tell the truth. Um, Thursday at the Grand, we enacted the the rule that you had to be vaccinated to be on the stream. Um, we played in his not here. We played in his space. <laughs> yeah, Bob's Bob's refusing. The best part about the bit here is that. Bob's actually more vaccinated than any of us because he got his third shot today. <laughs> I want you to all know that he sent a message in the group chat. It was him. He had his middle fingers like this, ready to go, and he had the like legit boss thing in there. Well, like, I was just in the glasses. Bob's situation is not dissimilar to the situation that occurred SummerSlam week. Hang on, hang on. Shoot, what did you say? <laughs> so he had a "Don't tread on me" flag over his shoulders. <laughs> oh fuck. Jake Hager like this tweet. <laughs> well, <laughs> everyone at Bob and, and put, get the shot, you coward. <laughs> get the shot, you coward. I didn't even do the last one that everyone tweeted to him. Wow. I was trying to figure out how to get the bracket on the screen. Fucking do it. Fuck it. <laughs> this is such a terrible show. Why yeah. the fuck do people watch this? Get the shot, you coward. We just did like over an hour of actual like real <laughs> discussion and then just immediately transitioned back to our bullshit. Dude, when when Tony Khan buys the archives of this for the network, <laughs> he's gonna have to get like chop it up into like this good conversation in here somewhere, but then it all falls apart. Um He'll just throw it all up there like he used to do with Dark. Thank you. Then when it becomes so problematic, true. he's going to be like, shit, I got to take over the editing for this, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Um, anything else on Bob being a Republican? Jeez. Oh, I'm going to bed, y'all. Okay. And coward. Yeah, that's fine. I'll be a coward. Well, bye, Jeremy. See you. Bye. The next time I'm I'm booked when you guys actually do the thing I was brought here to do. Then, that's going to be the bit from now on. Yeah, we just, <laughs> every week one of us isn't there. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Right, in the chat. Have a good night. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Get rid of that. There you go. Yeah. And then they were free. Oh, well, that's all night, huh? It's been quite the show. Remember Rampage? <laughs> also quite the show. Do you guys know that when you when you go to an ad break, we instead get the the logo of Rampage and then they play the song This is Rampage over and over again for This is, this is Rampage. This is Rampage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, <laughs> I just got an idea. Bear with me here for a second. Okay. Um this although the most isn't a good one, but Okay. Come here feel the dead air or are you are you gonna I don't I don't wanna kill you a bit. No, you can you can you can fill the dead air because it's gonna take me a minute. Okay.
Although the most likely avenue is HBO Max, what does a standalone AEW streaming service get called? Fleet Forever. That's a good one. Yeah, Fleet Forever. Um, Oracle, we got any funny names for the AEW streaming service? God, this is going to rule when I break the entire stream. Oh, no. <laughs> the show is going to end. The All Elite Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Self pop from Oracle. <laughs> <laughs> the all elite street. Oh shit! Going up with it. I that. Oh, shoot's lost faith in what he's doing here. No, I think I can do it. I just got to figure out what I'm doing here. Um, I'll not be watching the college football highlight show. AEW's involved in though. If they called it Fleet Files, I would immediately just sue them. With um. Sinclair behind me. Wow. I just saw the tweets at Robert O'Neill. Very funny. Fed killer. <laughs> Fed killer. <laughs> Sign on to Fed killer now. <laughs> okay. Shoot, how are you getting on with this, <laughs> with this practice? I'm good. Is it going to happen? Is like, this is the most pointless thing that... Okay. I'm going to turn the visual bits as we try. Oh, <laughs> Play the countdown, please. that wasn't going to do what I wanted it to do. Wow. There wow. we go. Wow. Was, everybody could see me in the show, so everyone saw me run up and leave to throw my soda away. We, we could, could see you. They couldn't. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. couldn't? Okay. No. Guys, the news is out there about what happened tonight. Is it really? AW inside, yeah. It looks like it's actually quite funny. Uh, here we go. Actually, this is not even me doing a bit. Um, there was a backstage confrontation between Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair following SmackDown. Um, we are told the issue arose after Charlotte Flair said to voice concerns before WWE went on the air, concerned about the championship exchange segment that featured Becky Trey, yet we were all this. We are told by several who were privy to the situation that Flair was voicing that she didn't want to look weak, nor did she want her title reign to look weak during the segment. Despite those concerns, the segment went on as planned as the final segment of the episode. Um, uh, what we got here? They're just talking about having the segment. After Flair and Banks had their physical confrontation to close the Fox broadcast, Flair went to the back, and we are told that at that point there was a confrontation over Flair allegedly disrespecting Lynch during the segment, and there were words between the two. We are told the situation was heated, but did not get physical. Um, My God. Just seriously... Any doubts that were left about the Queen Charlotte Flair, bro? She's full. Like, she's completely gone in that direction. 
you know? I Doesn't want a title ring. I respect, I respect too, her but... for this one. <laughs> yeah, but, dude, she, how many times she won the title? Yeah, it's fair. You know, make the title ring look weak. Yeah. We can't. We can't have her. I'm trying to figure out where in the segment she pissed off Becky. When um, she would, she wouldn't give the belt over to her, and she just dropped it. I think was when when Becky tried to grab it, she just dropped. The, she just dropped the belt. Was that Charlotte shooting? Guess so. And bite Becky's response was just throwing the belt at her. Um, I don't know if they're actually like friends anymore, guys. <laughs> Pretty sure that was a story, right? Wasn't it like a year or so ago? Charlotte yeah, herself so. sort of suggested that wasn't the case anymore. That fucking rules. I don't even care. Well, I think Charlotte was mad they put an actual bite. Let's be honest. That's why. Huh? Charlotte was probably pissed because she had to fucking lay down for her all those times. Dude, that tweet where she was like, "I had to put over somebody." So remember that? Yeah. That was one of the worst tweets ever sent. Oh, you had to put over someone that's a bigger star than you. Oh, fuck! <laughs> Imagine how like. Like Heath Slater feels when he reads that. <laughs> just expecting more title reigns because she lost to someone consistently. She was. It wasn't just. A, so look, the, the the training of the belts thing is a real thing. I agree with her. It sucks, but it seems it was more about her own like status and all that stuff and whatever. Man, I don't know. She. I don't. I really don't think she needs to worry about it. She's going to be in every important match forever. Yes, you did say that shit. Yeah, I'm looking I for do too. What Fuck yeah. Me? I want shit like that, dude. Well, why didn't she just not do it? Fair. <laughs> this is my outlaw take. Why didn't, she, why didn't she just not do it? What are they going to do? Force her? You know, strip her of the title? I don't know. Um, all right, guys. Wow. Bob, what are your thoughts? <laughs> wow. I really thought you might have had like an audio gag ready to go. No, this is all I had. I was so tempted to do something that would have got me in a lot of trouble. Playing a different audio from a different podcast that Bob was actually on. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, I'm glad anyway. you didn't do that. Are you going to do it? I, I, I don't have any patience for those fucking cowards. <clears throat> Not going to do that shit. Not gonna do it. Um, think about Charlotte Flair. She's the queen, isn't she? Have you heard her say that? She will often tell. Yeah, she'll often tell the the queen. Wow. Wow. That was incredible. What if she goes to stardom? I have so many jokes I could make for that. I'm not gonna. Yeah. That would, that would rule. Hilarious. That would rule, yeah. She's not leaving. I know. She wouldn't even. Never... She did that segment, for goodness sakes. There you go. Do you remember when Nia Jax punched her in the face? I do, actually. I did see that clip. It's pretty funny. It's like an actual left hook she throws in there. It was one point. Remember when Nia Jax punched Becky in the face? Yeah. Very, very different vibe, but also hilarious. Yeah. Um, Do you remember when people actually argue that made Becky's career? Yeah. <laughs> you should be thankful, damn it. <laughs> oh, that's the perfect outcome right there. Yeah. Absolutely true. That's actually that I actively want that now. 
Charlotte Flair beating AJ Lee in four minutes in AJ's big comeback match while Shoot and I just vociferously text each other in excitement. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine the uh, uh, unprofessionalism of, of Charlotte Flair versus Tessa Blanchard. Dude, they're actually like really good friends too. That could like that could be a real thing, you know. Oh, Christ. She's not, I don't think she's hated. I think she actually has a lot of friends. I just think she, and this is where I do respect it, is I just think she's actually not a mark at all for professional wrestling. And she wants to, yeah, I think she wants to eventually do like films and shit, which I think we all kind of go, good luck. But she's talked about it before. She wants to be like, you know, the action hero. And she just wants to, yeah, indeed. She wants to, um, she wants her brand to be, pristine she doesn't look a fool on television that's why she doesn't sell and why she swallows people up in in matches i'm not putting that on the screen Devin. no <laughs> <laughs> nailing was an interesting i wasn't gonna ask um yeah the queen charlotte flair hashtag bow down that is interesting. Nailing. That's an interesting choice of words. It is. Makes it funnier though, doesn't it? <laughs> I would have went with pegging. Wow, really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, Oracle did the Bob O'Neill. <laughs> Covered his mouth. <laughs> oh god, this has really got worse since Jeremy left. <laughs> um, let me just say this. Oh god. Well, never mind. Moving on. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I'm that not even going to ask. I, right there. I get the sense that it was probably better you didn't say whatever you were going to say. Yeah. <sighs> this right here is what this like. We're going to get, get to the point of the show now where we just put ourselves over. Yeah. It's about like, time. We, we got far enough before we did. Yeah. Like this, this is what the grin's all about. It's like we do like an hour of actually breaking down Rampage and have like real discussion. Sometimes it's not a whole hour. And then all hell breaks loose. And then we find a topic. <laughs> <laughs> the Oracle of Oklahoma strikes again. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's just, we kind of just ramble until we find a topic and then it becomes a real discussion and then all hell breaks loose until we find another topic it's really fun huh <laughs> it really is put up chris alvarez's i was just about to because <laughs> i'm so, not gonna lie to you there was a minute um i didn't even mean to do that but that was uh, me oh was you okay yeah there was a there was a minute like we were an hour and a half in where I'm like yeah, we got nothing tonight. <laughs> I listen. I I wanted to go. I had um I had Once the I ratings. Your... Yeah, I had the ratings in my back pockets. I mentioned that to you the other night, shoot. Yeah. But my obviously tonight I was kind of chill on it because we had the whole fantasy booking that was going to take us in all sorts of directions. Yeah. And then Bob didn't tell me. And I didn't think about it until we was on there. I was like, fuck, I don't know what we're talking about after rampage. <laughs> this is what I'm telling you, shoot. I'm glad to hear you got stuff prepared for that that G for Grindetta show that you're doing. Is that what you're calling it? G? I don't even have anything planned. I was just kidding. You gotta have a big time topic in your back pocket, pal. It's important. You know what the big time topic topic is? Tycony. You brother. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I'll be exposed as the Queen Charlotte Flair of the late night grin. <laughs> 
Who are we? If we're horsewomen, who are we? That's, that is a tremendous bit to take Well, Bob Sasha Banks. Of it goes without saying. No show. Disagrees yeah. with vaccinations. I think Devin Charlotte. <laughs> wow. That's really disrespectful. That's yeah. I'm, if we're being honest, I'm probably Charlotte. What, what do you say that? I'm intrigued now. Because in the back of my head, I think I'm the reason that all this is successful. Wow. That That's rules. actually true. But <laughs> Definitely true about her, though. There's no way, like this. There's no way this conversation can go good. Like the only good bit was Bob being Sasha Banks. Because I don't really like any of them. <laughs> you're Becky because you're European. Okay, I think uh, you said Bob Sasha Banks. Yeah, I guess I'm Bailey, but I don't know if people want to see me in in shorts. I don't know. Fair. <laughs> to be fair, she probably likes that section through as much as you do. So there you go. Wow. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was fun. Is it, did we did we conclude on anyone there? We just we just threw it out. Bob Sasha Banks, and that's really the end of it. God, look at that image of Bob, man. It's so great. I was literally like, as soon as Jeremy left, I was like, how can I put this on the screen? And I was like, I got to have something to fill that corner up there. So I'm just in the, I'm on the show in my phone with everything muted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, is now oh seven twenty-four. Oh, screen. oh, good God! <laughs> wow, this is this show is now because just laughing at the chat. Imagine listening to this. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine listening to this. <laughs> Show more set. Put huh? put on Max. <laughs> what? I don't. It's just funny <laughs> to me. Bob and Peter. Imagine Bob having like Peter Rosenberg. Did you see Rosenberg? Did he did like a in your mother's basement deal to Dave Meltzer? I was like a grown yeah. man. <laughs> okay, Sean Rossap Bootlicker has, has tweeted. I'm working on getting more, but PWI's report is in line with what I'd heard late Friday. There were disagreements with how the segment was going to go. They hadn't planned on the belt being thrown down. And there were some words exchanged backstage. This rules. They like the click, bro. I've told you this before. They like the click. One one day, one of the other women's going to write a book on the four horsemen. And it's going to rule so much. I wonder who will write it. I, I think Bailey will. No, it'll be someone outside of the four. Oh, okay. And everything will be get very toxic on Twitter. All right. You're right. Carmella. Carmella will release it in like a package deal where you get a wine too or some shit. <laughs> Isn't she friends with Bailey? Yeah, I'm just messing. I don't, Bailey's fine. They're all fine. I don't, I don't get myself in trouble. Um, and Jack is Bianca Belair. No, he's uh, he's Tamina. Oh, my God. He's <laughs> the old vet. He's a team player. Natalia. <laughs> See the way he left earlier? That was peak Tamina. That was. Yeah. He's like, you know when Tamina would be in like a battle royale? Like, Where'd she go? <laughs> he's tiny. <laughs> She's tired of hearing me ramble on and struggle to make one sentence go going to another. 
Yeah. Wholesome intention is good. Like, if Bob was here, I'd definitely force him a tweet about that. Like, you know? It's, yeah, it's a bummer he's not here for this. But I, I'm, uh, sure, I'm sure most of the Mechas miss this too. I miss Bob. They'll probably just say it's not true, though. I really miss Bob. Hmm. Bob's a good guy, man. Yeah, I like Bob. I'm going to go to reporting on some of my enemies' uh, Twitter timelines. Oh, one of my favorites pretended that segment was good tonight. Wow. Just playing in my face. Uh, Don't play in my face, man. Uh. Fightful learned a giant portion of the roster, including officials, producers, and referees, had already left the venue and heard secondhand what happened. After a busy travel week, many were trying to head out early. Within an hour, the word made its way around to people that were gone. Factual. <laughs> the next one's even better. Wow. <laughs> we're not even doing a show tomorrow. <laughs> we might be doing a show on Sunday, though. Maybe. I won't be here, sadly. Fair. That's fair. It won't be an official grin anyway. It'll just be a shoot and I... Special. Reading JJ's tweets and popping. Yeah, the television special. Pretending we know guys that we've never seen wrestle. And Brian Danielson wrestles Luther. Oh, God, I hope so. Please. Oh, my up. God, that would be incredible. And, like, knowing Brian, it would be because, like, he's a fan of his work in the 90s or some shit, or some weird shit like that, you know? King Bob Bundy. King Bob Bundy. There's a Photoshop for someone to do. Well, I, I was thinking about that when Matt said he would bump for Hogan. I thought King Kong shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Real question. What how do the... you... <laughs> what, what is the schedule for the tapings on Sunday? I don't know. Real question. How do you and Bob know each other? We know him as the most intolerable presence on, on wrestling Twitter for about two years there before turning babyface after stuffing Austin Aries in a locker. Factual. All of that's true. Um, I was questioned. I think it was four or five weeks. The power. He questioned me on the all, the uses of all um, all how the roots of that. Um, interesting. Triple Very much an homage to our our past, though, right? And one of our great soldiers that fought alongside us. Yes. Oracle, you good? I am. I am. Good. Toby Suicida says, in the eventual late-night Grim promotion, we need Hill Bob manager in a wheelchair. He pretends his knees are so bad he can't stand until the referee's back's turned. <laughs> oh, and he would do it every week. Imagine how funny that would be. Wow. It was you, for I thought so. We had a little conversation oh about it. Oh, God. Going to pop for Ashley Flair in the fleet zone this weekend. Session two is from 5.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. So yeah, we can basically like live react to the to the second <laughs> session. That would be that would be great audio. Because I work till five p.m., so the first session's out. So, plus the Bengals play, but so we're gonna go live, like when the session gets underway or whatever, and we will have the the prior session to talk about when there's dead air because we yes. haven't got any new scoop, and we will just do a live reaction to scoops. Yes. 
it's outrageous. It's the D show, man. It's the least important show they do. We rule so much. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Maybe we'll put JJ's Twitter up on the screen so we can just like. Yeah, not double J though. No, we don't need those TNA tweets. It was interesting that Bob was like live tweeting Jeff Jarrett podcast and then came down very poorly today. Yeah. Seems bad. (sighs) We'll have Dynamite to talk about. We can review Dynamite. Oh, man. Do we want to review it though if things go poorly? What if they give me? What if they give me Bud Matt, but they also have Archer beat King? I have to take that. Right? I have to just set that. Yeah, you know that match is going to be on taped Rampage, and I'd like no longer care. Like I'm now, I'm content with saving Eddie and Brian for a live Dynamite. I've decided this is how fair. I'm going to cope. That's fair. It is different, right? Rampage. Yes, there is something. Even though I didn't have any spoilers for tonight, including the post-match angle, there is a completely different vibe. So like what it feels like live. Just I different. was actually stunned by the post-match angle because, yeah, I didn't know anything. When those lights went out, I was like, what the fuck is happening? I thought it was um, Lufa. Fair. Dynamite looks like I like, what, do you mean tomorrow one or, or like next Wednesday? Next Wednesday's not any, got anything on it yet, really. Yeah. Tomorrow's show's stacked, man. you got Code Man and Malachi, King and, and Archer and Dustin and Brian. What's the, strong? What's the women's match tomorrow? The tournament match? I don't remember which one they announced. Is it Penny? Penny and Ruby, yeah. Yeah, that's a good match. There's one weird match on the show. I forget. Cutler Jungle and Jungle Boy. And Cut, yeah. yeah. It's one for the C-Shows, brothers. Don't do His graphic's incredible, though. I didn't see that. It's just like him holding the spray cans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There'll be an angle there, though. That match will be... That, that's for the post-match, which is very WWE, but whatever. Am I am I being too generous? That feels like three main event matches to me tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited for the show tomorrow. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, in all seriousness, um, Cutler is what he is, but that match will probably actually be really good. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna want to watch it, but it probably will be good. Um, there was a question. There was something in the chat that. Yeah, Bonnie Murphy's one of the worst tweeters ever in the history of the world. Is Hangman on the boat? No. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. Then he may be there. He should be there tomorrow. Punk will probably do something. He he should go and you know what he should do? He should sit in the crowd and they should like go and interview him and then someone a heel should jump him. I heard this on another podcast. That's a bad uh, idea. I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm turning into Charles Barkley. I think that's definitely better than him being on commentary and present for the whole two hours, don't you, Shoot? Having him just sit there like a fucking mark, that would make him more special. Okay, we should probably stop because he's getting very, very bad. Um, I'm, I'm going into dangerous waters here. I don't want to get in trouble. Fight. What a great theme. <laughs> yes, Bud Matt is worse than the machine gun at Twitter. Mm. There is a yes, he is, and here's why. There is a difference between like nights of of um, excess on Twitter and just being actually bad at it. Bud Matt is not drinking when he's tweeting. Fair. <laughs> that is his take on like really smart hints. Yeah. Why so serious? <laughs> machine gun would never have tweeted. Why so serious? That's fair. <laughs> He, that is one of the worst tweets ever sent. Especially because you're already considered kind of adult to go full Joker. Good lord, man. 
Yeah. Who's really bad at Twitter? Let's do this before we go. Bob. <laughs> Bob getting in like feuds with fucking wrestlers and Stan Twitter and it's just very funny. I actually Bob is actually incredible at Twitter. Yeah, he so absolutely is. He convinced <laughs> us he was funny because of Twitter. Because like he tweets this shit out that I don't even have the balls to tweet anymore. And then like he gets all these people in his mentions and he just doesn't care. I will say though, one of the new things that happens is is like he'll tweet about the legit boss. And everyone will reply. Oh, good luck! And like, I don't actually see that many of the stands even talking to me because they all have been blocked. Yeah, that's it's kind of safer true. than. It's more yeah. safe than like, like Blit, the Oracle of Wrestling, the man we see sitting in front of us there. He had a great dunk on the Fed earlier, and some dude quote tweeted him. I was like, "You see that Oracle? What? What was a quote tweet? Some dick being an ass about Survivor Series." And I was oh, like, "Man, I think I saw something about something about uh." Oh, uh, they 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 built the Survivor Series or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like even the Oracle's not safe, you know. He's I a legend that, in this I game. Just, I, you know, the soft block was used. Fair. I'm a little bit more um, diplomatic when it comes to that stuff. Maybe this actually, in all seriousness, I'm not going to read the quote. So I need to read this to people because I need people to understand how funny is this. This caused the disagreement. Okay, this is the Oracle of Wrestling tweet. The WWE draft taking effect tonight while they spend four weeks with while every, with everyone on every show doing invasions and being under siege, all to have the same matches we've just seen the last month plus. Tremendous. If you read that and you think he is wrong in any way, you, you have to be insane. That is objectively funny. They've just done three weeks where you can be on either show and then they're going to do brand supremacy. <laughs> and some do dunked on it. Like, just levels but there you go why um why would you care about brand supremacy if you just got drafted to raw for the fourth time in the last Robert, six why years would, why would we care if we don't know who's on the brands yeah <laughs> you, this is what pops me okay Minoru suzuki shows up what about the casual fan please clue them in how the hell does the casual fan follow the brand split they change everyone around every year. There's no, there's no doesn't fucking exist. Of course, but what I'm saying is the audience that tells you it does puts up with the this brand supremacy. No one knows which brand everyone's on. It's insane. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I had a thread about this earlier because someone tweeted about Shotzi Blackheart that, well, she can try being a heel, and if it fails, she can just be a babyface. And it's like, I am so tired of how little those terms mean now. You know, a true baby face should have more to her character, to her persona than just being that easy to flip back and forth. Yeah. If everyone can turn, in the last five years of WWE, we've seen Sami Zayn turn heel, Bailey turn heel. We've seen Johnny in NXT turn heel. And all of these people did great Roman work. Roman Reigns turn heel. Yeah, so I'm not dismissing it. They've all done good work. What I am saying is... When you turn those characters here when they have more success as heroes because they basically just start cheating like everyone else, you build a really toxic deal there where like the baby faces just seem like the dumbest people in the world. They just lose all the time and get screwed. It's terrible. 
And the idea that you can just, well, if it doesn't work, just flip her baby face up. No, because then the audience has already seen her on the other side of the tracks. It's dumb. Very dumb. Imagine that. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. Look, just man, to- the difference is people like you and me, Devin, a lot of people in the chat, um, we look at stuff like this and we think of it as like a creative professional wrestling decision. But they just need to turn out content. So they just need to make sure they have the same number of people on each side of the aisle so that they can so yeah. that they can turn out their their same six matches over and 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 over. So Damon mentions the Hangman Elite deal. And everyone remembers the famous visual where he went. He looked like he was going to do the buckshot lariat at revolution. Yeah. You know what rules even like demons spot on it's how perfect it was the way they made Hangman the baby face. That whole thing rules so much that there is an actual on-screen logical reason for the way that the elite guys have turned. Don yeah. Callis fed the ego of an insecure Kenny Omega who wasn't sure he could actually win the belt on his own. Yeah. And he's been playing with it since. The Young Bucks followed Kenny's lead, which means one day, if you want to undo this and turn them back babyface, you have the actual story ingredients to tell that story. That is completely different to just saying, oh, the depth chart's a little bit off. Why don't we turn him heel? Okay. Well, here's the thing, Joe. You said all that, but have you considered that Tony Khan doesn't know how to book? They don't tell stories. Yeah, that's fair. Telling stories. What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> what was the bit there? You just said telling stories. That rolls. That uh, I think it was something that Undertaker said. People who are do not like the Fed have have uh, have uh, have ripped them for that. <laughs> You're never gonna be. I've heard that from not the most. From, I've heard that from not the most. The, honestly, it, it, I've heard it from multiple sources. But one source that I've heard say that more than once is not one I'd rather I'd rather mention on air because they're not a popular. Story. We're definitely clipping him just saying please, telling stories. Someone clip that and send it to me right now. Yeah, that that'll be in the vault for future use. Y'all are gonna when we hit like a one year anniversary or some shit on this show. God forbid if it makes it that long. Um, maybe God willing, I don't know. I'm the uh, <laughs> y'all are gonna put up some like fifteen minute video package of all the random outbursts I have. I feel like this is a thing. Oh God, I've never loved this much. <laughs> that may need to be a thing. I still want the damn Joker trailer. Yeah. I still want that. Guys, I understand. I understand it's hard enough just keeping up with our show. We go four hours every Friday. <laughs> Someone create content for, for us. Yeah. <laughs> it won't go that long since the Queen Charlotte Flair is coming to AEW. You're right, Christian. I mean, the show will go on. It will just be on a different platform altogether. <laughs> What's shoot, that? We'll have to, you'll have to take the green elsewhere, right, shoot? Or I'll have to leave. Wait, what, what, what? I missed. You know this. when Charlotte Flair comes to AEW? Oh yeah, we'll just do like a. The Grim we'll will leave. leave. I just won't be on it, right? We'll do a show about the Premier League. 
imagine that show. <laughs> and the thing that would be great is we would still do it off the rampage. <laughs> no reason. Oh shit. Oh, okay, he's back. <laughs> that would have been great with Joe's big smile. That was just frozen on what the happened? Smile. froze for a second. Grin of the year. Honestly, my current grin of the year is Oracle Sand telling the story. That is one of the I don't even know why I think what was funny about it was it was such an understated effort, you know? Telling stories. <laughs> oh yeah. The Oracle of Wrestling. I have a mental illness as a response to you watch SmackDown. God bless. Yeah. If Lexi comes with the Queen, this is how much I disdain the Queen. That would not even pop me. I would just keep doing the Grin, though, because that would be hilarious. The amount of narratives I could utilize with that, you know? I would probably still watch AEW, as funny oh, as course. it is. It seriousness. Wouldn't. I hope no one actually takes any of this seriously. Like, <laughs> Talk thrash here. Did, did, did you put up this comment? Is Charlotte Flair the Grim Reaper? <laughs> the Grim Reaper. Like, this is where the Grin. Oh, shit. That's tremendous. <laughs> and it was like, seriously. And I stress this a lot, but it is important. Like what we say on this show, ninety percent of it is us like using stuff for content, right? And it was genuinely here. Like if Bud Matt is is on Dynamite on Saturday, we'd be very happy. But our performance on here would be a level of happy that would be psychotic, you know? Yeah. Or like when you didn't like MLW, like it's performance art. No, I was very angry that night. That was legitimate. Right, but you know. Jack Crosby said, how can I look at my child in the face again? And he probably hasn't <laughs> since. What, what, I'm, <laughs> what I'm getting at is I have objective logical reasons for why I don't really want to see Charlotte in AEW, but they're nowhere near big or grand enough for me to stop watching the product. I wouldn't even miss her segments. I'd just watch them. I... Confirm shoot. Yeah, man. Wow. Everything I say is 100% genuine. I'm really Maybe. bad at like figuring out. <laughs> it's really hard, right? Yeah. When Bob did the corner free, I wanted to turn to him and flip him off. And I got the direction wrong and I was like, <laughs> I got really confused. Yeah, it's bad. I was cranky on that pod, man. I did I like a just extensive rant on the World Wrestling Federation while Cass and Jeremy just looked at me. Oh, and that's I mean, why you got the, the, you got another one of the, yeah. everything you said is true. But this time you got tagged in it. Well, the thing about me is, and, and people, you know, I come and I come and do this show the kind of smile, but I'm a bit of a tastemaker. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah, I knew that was going somewhere funny when, as soon as you said the thing about me. Yes, always, right? The ultimate signal on this show that sounds about to talk some shit. Here's the thing, the thing about me. Bob's what other a, ones have we got? Bob's kind of an unironic here's the thing guy, right? Yeah, I tweeted something. Yeah. I used to tweet it genuinely, and then I realized that I was doing it, so now I do it ironically. Someone yeah. pointed out in the chat earlier that Bob starts every sentence with, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Wow, you sounded more like Brian Alvarez. It's like a thick Chicago accent, which pops me even more. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sound like Brian Alvarez, brother. <laughs> <laughs> don't 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 I think it's about time to wrap this up <laughs> yeah, yeah. alright um, this has been episode 9 of the late night grin the uh, measuring stick of professional wrestling conversation 
Wrestling big... conversational content. <laughs> Sorry, pal. Where the big Bob once played. Um, we've all wished him the best in terms of getting the shot because he's a coward. We have broke news tonight about the Queen Charlotte Flair. <laughs> we've speculated on many things that will never happen. We have ranked the top 10 stars in the history of the World Wrestling Federation. We have produced the greatest moment in Grin history when Oracle said, telling stories, <laughs> which was incredible. And I have almost got myself in trouble on at least five occasions. Uh, thank you for joining us. Shoot, any final words? Ladies and gentlemen, our thoughts and prayers are with Bob O'Neill as he goes through this trying time. We hope that he does not end up in a local medical facility. We love Bob. We're thinking of him. Go Raptors. Oracle, any closing statement here? Use the Owen Hart voice. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> no, I don't have anything to say. Uh, oh, everybody fuck. have a good night. Your turn, Joe. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not letting that be a phrase we say regularly. Definitely not. Oh, um, it doesn't have to be the phrase. You can still do the voice. No, I'm not because it'll always be linked to the phrase. We'll be back. Hold on. This is bullshit, man. What? What happened? Like, I'm just disgusted at this point. What? I I don't have any patience for those fucking cowards. What? Was that about me not doing the Owen? Yes. Oh wow! <laughs> the lady wrote. Who's saying in the chat? Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's fine. That's whatever. We're three hours and forty, and I can't rewind about the land. We are um, back on Sunday to do a live feed as Buddy Matthews makes his debut at the All Elite Zone. The <laughs> All um, Elite Zone. Um, oh, I broke the. What. We we broke. How did we break the? Oh, you put Bob's picture up on the screen. Yeah, that's my bad. There you go. Wait, um, that's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> we met on Sunday. Next week is my last week for a couple. So let's take it in. Let's enjoy it. Um, Hopefully we have something to talk about on the distraction which show is not affiliated with. Next week's Late Night Grim will conclude the draft. Folks, have a wonderful time. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs>